0: what up podcast people what's going on it's your boy bakes back up in the building or back up in this bitch that's better i think that's usually what i go with um just gonna make this short and sweet as an intro uh it's been a little bit i actually recorded this interview jesus almost like a few weeks ago um but i was waiting for the person i interviewed to listen to it to make sure that They were good with it. And then also, it is a little long. So when you see the time on this, don't get scared by it. You don't have to listen to it all at once. But I couldn't decide what I wanted to do if I wanted to, like, chop it up and do two parts. But honestly, it's a podcast. So I'm just going to put it out there. Listen to it at your own speed. It was just so good, I didn't know what to cut. And I had my crack team of producers slash editors listen to it. My two cousins, shout out Megan, Gracie, and my wife. And they all felt the same way, right? Like this person is extremely interesting. You may not think so, but I think if you listen and give it the time, you will. Um, I wanted to interview kind of a CEO type boss bitch. So I thought of this girl. I don't know if you guys all know Darcy McQuiggan. She has a fitness studio, has two of them, actually. She's opened in a third. She had a really cool job at Reebok for a while. Um, She's lived in a few different states. She's loved. She's lost. She's done a lot. Um, And it's the longest I've ever talked to somebody, so I was intrigued. And we had a great time. So I think it's not even worth... Yeah, I, there's, nothing, there's nothing to cut for me. I, I, I just put it all out there, and you can decide what you guys want to do. Um, the next episode will be out a little bit sooner because I already know what I want to do, and that's good. Um, I'd give you a catch-up on what I'm up to, but we'll do that later because I really want you just to dive in and take the time to listen to this. My girl Darcy, what she's into, what she's about. Um, enjoy. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Okay, so I'm sitting here with a friend that I've known for a long time. Um, I thought of a few different women that I'd like to sit down and talk to, and she happened to be the first, not counting my wife, babe, I love you. Um, But it was brought to my attention by one of my friends that she thought I didn't have enough women on, which I thought at the time was kind of funny because I haven't had a lot of people on. (laughs) Um, Shout out to Lynn, thank you for bringing that to my attention. But after she mentioned it, I did kind of want to start highlighting some strong women that I knew. Women that are doing big things, kind of running their own businesses. Also being mom, just juggling a lot of things. And this person sitting across from me was definitely one of the first people I thought of. And then I kind of thought about it for a few days. And then she posted some stuff on the gram that made me feel like she was definitely the perfect person. I reached out to her and she was all about it right off the rip. Um, So I'm sitting there with my friend Darcy McQuiggan. Darcy, say hi.
1: Hello.
0: (laughs) Um, So basically what I want to do is kind of just talk about you in general, but for the most part, the business that you're running and what you're doing. Uh, But I think it's good that we start kind of telling people about you in general. So... Most people know, but you're from?
1: From Waltham. Waltham. Now, were you born in Waltham Hospital? I was. Yeah, so was I. Yeah.
0: So was I. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And we're probably actually then only your year apart? 82? Yeah, and mm-hmm. aren't you October? They'll be wrong. September. September. Close yep. enough. I'm um, October. Yeah, so Waltham Hospital, no longer there. So you were born there. Um, siblings?
1: One sibling, and same birthday as Joe Rodrigo.
0: Ah, okay, yeah. okay. Another hero of this podcast. What up, Joey? Um, all right, so you were born in 82. Your sister is... 80, two years, old two old. years old. She's two years older than us, okay. Um, parents, you can go into them background real quick if you'd like to. Um,
1: school teachers in Waltham, I think maybe you had my dad. I had your dad. You my dad. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's fun going through middle school with your father <laughs> there. Um, and then I had some doses in my childhood when my mom was my teacher as well, so both school teachers and all things. What school did your mom teach at? She bounced around. Um, She was a permanent sub for... In, at Banks She finished at Stanley She was at Northeastern for a while um, But always Fifth grade Elementary
0: Now was So education Must have been big In your house I would imagine Yeah
1: like, I mean I was that kid That like Did not get to go out Unless it was a Friday night Yeah You were home You had dinner And then you did your school
0: And your school School School, school. And
1: every teacher Knew my parents To tell them Or get the You know The runaround of I didn't do the homework So
0: Now let me ask you a question Do you think That that was better or worse for you, right? Because I can kind of see both sides of it. I mean, in the moment? And probably shaped me and helped
1: form who I am now and maybe a little of the structure I have for my stepkids or what I want for my kids because it was good.
0: Yeah, and it's funny you say that because like I knew your dad as a teacher and um, as far as their parenting goes, didn't really know them as strict, but I assumed they were strict just like based off of what you could and couldn't do. So would you have called them strict or more just like...
1: I wouldn't say strict. I would say there. Okay. You know, and yeah. like... That is, it's a comforting thing for a kid, so it was for sure hard that they knew all about everything that I had to do in the schoolwork, because it was their friend on the golf course who was telling them about the assignment, but it wasn't, it didn't seem fair at the time. Yeah. You know, it, uh, it seems like a small problem now looking back, but, you know, when you pass your dad in the hallway, and you're walking in hand, hand so with your boyfriend, sad. like, it's weird.
0: Yeah, and so we'll say, you know, upper middle class background. Now... I'll probably get into this later, but I'm curious, like, to people that think because you came from two parents who have some money, not a ton of money, because obviously they we're teachers, but yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, like, you've ne- you didn't struggle as a kid, right? But I'm going to defend you because I think that's the most absurd point of view that people take, and I feel like people try to diminish what people end up accomplishing because of where they come from, and I don't think that's fair, like... You may have had a leg up on some people, but you were also behind some people. And you still could have ended up being a piece of shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you asked about my sister before, and, like, this isn't any knock on my sister, but we are very, very different people with the same upbringing. Yeah. Um, And my sister's, you know, doing her thing, but, like, we're different.
0: Yeah, Um, she went through some tough times. She she
1: did, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, And so, I don't, you know, my parents, it was modest. We lucked out, and my grandmother... Um, had a house in the Cape. So for sh- it, was, it was great. It was a luxury to go to Cape Cod every summer. But we didn't go out to dinner once in Cape Cod. Yeah. We made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day. We just changed our location,
0: right? Isn't it funny, though, that, like, I feel like people, and this isn't even you because you didn't come from that kind of money. Like, I even think of my wife who came from, like, you know, she grew up in Pigeon Hill and this and that. And, like, you almost have to justify, like, coming from money. Like, it's a bad thing. Now, as someone who grew up with, like, none of that, it used to always blow my mind that rich people would get defensive about being rich and you weren't, so this is to another level but it's like, listening to you almost have to defend being able to go to the Cape the the summer, it's like it's this wild shit that just makes no sense to me, and like we shouldn't be held accountable because like our parents did good or bad in that case, right? right? Exactly. So, but like, I feel like there's this weight put on like middle class and upper middle class kids that like, oh you had two parents, so like Shut the fuck up
1: Right And I think You know I think growing up When you look At a school teacher Right They're an authority Powerful figure So it doesn't As a child We have no idea What, what money the teacher is. makes Right yeah. We just look at them As an authority figure so I'm sure all of my friends looked at it as like my dad who was their disciplinarian who was there like you didn't do your homework and we're like, that's Darcy's dad. Yeah. Like, she must have power because her dad has power. Yeah. Which like my first job, I probably made more than my like dad. Da- and that's know? what I'm
0: saying. And like, and, and that's the other thing, not knowing what teachers make. Like you assume they make stacks until you start to get, you start to get into like high school. And you're like, oh, y'all make that- shit. And then you get older and older. Like I had no, like I, and I've probably told this story before and I'll tell it again. Because I'm going to have my mom on for Mother's Day. But um, I didn't know how poor I was. (laughs) I thought we were middle class. And my mom used to be like, nah, bro. Like, we're poor. (laughs) And then as I got to, like, 15, I remember coming home one day and being like, yo, mom, we're poor. (laughs) So she's like, yeah, I've been telling you that. So it's like, it's funny how that skews. And you start to figure that out as you get older. Um, But now, speaking of school as well. So, and I asked Brad this, so I'd be interested to know if you have any recollection. What is your, like, first memory of meeting me, right? Like, so we both went to South together.
1: Oh, I know. (laughs) I know. So, George wore, I don't remember what the team was, but he wore the same jersey. For, I mean, you can probably answer this question, how many days?
0: So, that that was actually high school, right? No,
1: was it? It didn't start in 8th grade?
0: No, so it was in high school, and it was actually a wrestling t-shirt, and I wore that shirt for, god, it had to be, it was more than days, it was like months.
1: Did you wear a Lakers jersey? Uh, Yeah, now... Blue and
0: orange. Yes, yes. No, it was blue and... Gold? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was middle school. I wore that a lot, but I don't know that I wore that. I just know... I remember in high school, and people bring it up, so it's funny that you say that. I forgot about that. I wore a D-Generation X wrestling t-shirt for literally like six months. Every day. Every day. To the point where teachers pulled me aside and asked me if everything was okay. But at the time, because this is me... I did it to, I did it to be on some I'm gonna wear the same shirt every day and people are still gonna fuck with me and I'm okay. still gonna be the shit, right? So like that that's fun oh shit, I forgot about that. I didn't expect that. So you might be mixing the true things. I may.
1: Yeah. But I will I'll say this. This is at least so I don't know if I know my first memory, but I know like so like one of my favorite quotes is like doesn't matter what people say, kind of the same, my Angelo. The same thing is I don't know if I remember my memory, but I remember how you made me feel. Mm-hmm. And this is what I Kelly, who's our studio manager, who um, was in class next to you, I was describing, like, the podcast and what I was doing. I was like, George was one of those people that I don't even know why. He wasn't necessarily intimidating, but you wanted to please him. (laughs) Like, because you knew, like, the power that you had. And that power sometimes was, like, good and was sometimes maybe a little nasty. And I don't think you meant it to be that way, but you held, like, You held the crown without even knowing it. was
0: a lot more nasty then. Then. Then I will
1: say. No.
0: So it took, and even high school. And it took me a long time to grow up and figure out tact and charm. So my delivery wasn't very good from like the ages of 13 to probably like 25. (laughs) So when I run into people now from high school who do, and you know, and also like if you knew me, like really knew me, it was kind of different. Right. right, like I would always joke. You could hear two people talking about me, and you would think they were talking about two totally different people. Because if you get the asshole, the dickhead version of me, then it was it was a lot. It was a lot. And if you saw the other side, it was like, oh my god, he's like the most loyal guy. blah. blah, blah. Right. Um. Uh. And that's flattering that you say that. So what I remember, and I don't know if I remember a specific time either. Um. Did we do any plays together in middle school? Mm-hmm. Right. We did. Uh huh. Yeah. So um there was the Ghost Wanted one is the one that like pops <laughs> yeah. into my head, right? And so I feel like we did that together. But I remember thinking because you play ball in middle school too, right? Like basketball. Yep. Yeah. So I just remember you playing ball and you were pretty good at the time. You didn't play high school. You played soccer in high school. I
1: I was really good in middle school and then something like I dropped them all literally
0: Uh, (laughs) I just remember being thoroughly impressed these are the things I remember about you in high school super cute super athletic and got like the illest hands like I just remember (laughs) you being like dark as fuck like all the time and I'm like yo what does this girl have in her like something else going Uh on that that's like what I remember um so that's middle school now in high school it's weird because I'd say we were friends but we also were not (laughs) like I had a view of you I was not a fan. I was not a fan. We have mutual friends and we've had this conversation before, but like, I thought you were a bit of a bitch, but that's probably because, I it was. but you also probably didn't take a ton of my shit. Right. So it's like, I, I feel like you probably spoke up more than I was like, yo, shut the fuck up. And, and you know what? And it, and it was probably on a level of, we didn't take the time to kind of get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Which was weird because we ran in like the same circles. So we had a lot of similar friends. So I don't know if you feel the same way. So like I'm trying to like through high school, your thoughts being, you yeah. already said something nice, so now you can say something to me.
1: No, so like, I guess like so, if we can say names, Mara mm-hmm. was a mutual best friend. Yes. Right? And the way I feel like I looked at it is like I had the seasons of George. Right. Sometimes it would be summer, and we're like, this is amazing. Like we're all having fun in the summer. But we'd have winter a lot, right? It was a long winter. But Mar would always go on vacation with George. It was always summer with George, right? And then Mar would be like, I did this with George. And I'm like, why is it always summer with George? And it's always like, we had a little summer, but yeah. like it's doing
0: like most of the time, yeah. right?
1: And I feel like that was us. Like we'd have moments where we'd be like, this is great. We're friends. Yeah. And then something, which I don't even know what it,
0: what would, it would be, be. Yeah.
1: would like, and it was probably that we were both strong. Like well, strong I think we were more right? similar
0: than you may think. Made so festival, I and would say.
1: And in high school, no one really knows themselves. No. Yet, right? We're all figuring yeah. each other out. And, like, we do very, like, like loud things. Yes, you're, like,
0: I was a dick. And, like, I was abrasive. I was a lot. And, like, it was very much, this is me. Accept me or not. And if not, fuck you
1: and i was
0: probably the same so <laughs> yeah. probably both a big fucking yeah. yeah time. and you're time. an alpha yourself right so like it's, it's the same kind of thing but then i remember we were going to i don't fucking remember for what we were going to sons of italy i don't know if you remember this and you ended up driving with me we ended up in a car with just me and you <laughs> right and we had a couple drinks and we were driving down to sons of italy and i was just like what the fuck is your deal and we just had a great conversation. I can't remember it word for word, but I remember you calling me on a lot of bullshit and being like, I don't get down with that. And and I was like, shit, you're right. And I could do better. And like, I do you recall this? I, uh-huh. it was, but
1: it might have been, was it college? Like freshman,
0: sophomore? No, it was old. Oh, it was after yeah. high school. No, no, it was after high school. Because yeah. we were legally drinking. We had had a couple drinks and then we were for driving sure. down to Suns. Yep. So it was like, and people don't drink and drive, but it wasn't like that. I think I got really drunk after. But anyways, right. um... Yeah, no, so I don't know if you recall that, but...
1: hundred percent. Like, to
0: me, that is where our relationship really turned. Yep. And it went from, like, oh, yeah, I know Darcy. Like, Darcy's good people, whatever, whatever, to being, like, okay, I fuck with Darcy. You know what I mean? I agree. And and, and then, <laughs> based off of that, not even maybe, I don't know, sometime later, when you were dating your current husband, and the first time I met him, and, like, so me and you were... Copperhouse. Yeah, right? Coverhouse so, Tavern. So, again... We hadn't been, like, super close prior to that. We had that good conversation. And then, like, we were still close, but not, like, extra. And the first time I met this dude, I sat him down and grilled him like Darcy was my little sister.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do you remember that? I you know what is funny because I remember this. And, um, like, we were driving home, and I was almost, like, over-apologizing. Like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, he was grilling you. And he said to me, he's like, why? Like, really? he seems like he cares about you. And it was almost like a light bulb moment of, like, George cares about me? Even though, like, we'd already, like, come to terms. That's what I'm saying. It was a moment that, like, he probably brought out in in our friendship that I, that had naturally happened over the years that I didn't even realize
0: happened. 100%. And it was definitely after that conversation. And that's what I was saying, like, when you start to see a different side of me, and I'm, you know, I'm older now, so I can, like, I'm a little bit more self-aware, but, like, if I ride for you, like, I fucking ride for you. Like, loyalty, that's the one thing that I would take over anything else, right? If people will tell me that I'm loyal for them. So, like, I look out for people and whatever. And you know what, though? Like, homeboy took it good. And, and, like, that tells me a lot, too. Even now, meeting people's, like, significant others and, like, my little cousins or whatever, if they can handle me for 15 minutes and, like, my interview, I'm like, okay, that's a good person. Because, like, I'm going to fucking come at them, you know what I mean? Um, but anyway, so, that is kind of like a, so, high school you get out of, big little soccer star in high school, she ball, she was nice, always athletic, so fitness has always been kind of a part of your life, even as far as just at, athletics go, Yes, you would say, Yeah. but always like working out, because working out wasn't really a thing when we were younger, it was more just like you played sports. Yeah,
1: I mean, and that was, um, that was probably like a big thing that I didn't even realize, like, we always played the vertical sports. You played soccer, you played basketball, you played something. You went for a run when your coach told you to go for a run. And running or fitness was like a disciplinary action. Like if you did bad, you ran. So, you know, after, I know we're not there yet, but like after college, like I never had it in me to go for like a run. People were like, I ran a marathon. I'm like, you are crazy. That's what I'm saying. I hated it. It yeah. was like, I would play a game with myself, like run to the next telephone pole. Yeah. And then I'd run to three and be like, oh, okay, okay, I'll I'm it. It, I'm done. myself in the back. But fitness was always like, a piece of my life, but the problem with that and with most female athletes, probably, I would say, or athletes in general, men, too, is your childhood and probably, if you played in college or college, is fitness. And then what? And then what? You've always been defined as the athlete and then you have an abrupt stop. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, you're not in a hometown where someone sees you at Dunkin' Donuts and like hey great game like your identity loop is gone Lose,
0: loses that. and
1: that was probably pretty hard for me
0: yeah and i want to actually dive into that but i will say these young kids now like fuck them because fitness is now so part of their life like these little girls out here like 20 running down here like ripped because like they're doing soul cycle like shit that we weren't doing now yeah. and it's like it just wasn't It just wasn't what it is now As far as like Early on Like now it's like If you don't even play a sport In high school Like these kids are still Working out yeah. You know what I mean They're still taking classes Whether it's your Zumba Or your yoga Or your Pilates Or whatever it is yeah. So it's like And also Also let me defend you And girls of my generation I also think Y'all look just as good back then But y'all weren't wearing crop tops and fucking <laughs> <laughs> Gymshark
1: wasn't around Yeah you know what I'm saying
0: Like y'all weren't wearing Athleisure Like y'all were right. wearing sweatpants So I will defend All the women it that said y'all bodies were just as good. They just weren't as out there, right? right. The clothes were like a little more to cover. Right. Okay, so let's say, did you play sports in college? Yeah, You did? Soccer. Where'd you go to college? Stonehill. Stone I thought so. Oh, and you played soccer there all four years? Yes. And still a little superstar? I
1: mean... Oh. You can say it. It's okay. you could. <laughs> I was captain. Look,
0: we're well, always celebrating you right uh, now. So if yes, you're gonna get humble, I, I, then I wouldn't no. fucking had you on. Yes,
1: I was the captain. I I defined myself as an athlete up through graduation. That's... More of an athlete than a, a student, you know. Now let
0: me ask you: Did you juggle? Because you've always been a bit of a drinker. You like to have a good time, at least. Um, how did you always juggle that through college?
1: I mean looking back, I think I would have changed some things, but I was like the senior, the captain that was like, okay, here's the deal. We're going to go for the loop around campus that we're supposed to do. And if you're 21, meet me at the bar. And if you're not 21, sit on the restaurant side and we'll bring you a drink. Yeah. You know, but I was always like a work hard, play hard. Yeah. And that was, and I don't, I don't know if I would change that. Maybe... So no, I wouldn't bring drink to the other well, side. Well, I would still say wine.
0: you are kind of that now. Yeah, because I mean, you fucking like, bust your ass, but like you have. A I fun, do, good I, and
1: that's and me. I enjoy wine, and I, I we're like, sitting here I having a, a glass having now. As, yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: as, we, as we get into that, right. um, so now you said something like super interesting to me, and I didn't even think about this. Was um, so you leave college mm-hmm. and soccer's done, yeah. and you've been <laughs> applauded. 20 something years of your life right. for doing this thing. Yeah. And now this thing is gone. Right. What is that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I like luckily I started working at Reebok, which we can get into that. Yes. But it's a it was a community of all athletes. So all of a sudden you are a big fish in a small pond. Mm-hmm. Thrown into a big pond, you and now shit. you're a little fish. Yeah. And you know, there was lunchtime soccer, which I was like, I'm gonna crush this. Day Do you two, to <laughs> I tore my ACL. Against a kid that played in the revolution. Yeah. Right? So, like, you are humble all of a sudden. And all of a sudden, like, fit girl's journey ends, you know? Or, or a soccer player's journey ends. And how do you define yourself now? All of a sudden, you have to, like, bust your ass on, like, the work side of it. And you have to prove yourself abun- against a bunch of athletes or whatever you're doing. Like, yeah. now you're in something else. It's just, it's a new territory. Yeah. And, um And athletes not that they get handed a card, but, like, in high school, if you're the athlete, every teacher... First of all, students,
0: they get handed they a card. Probably,
1: right, okay. They probably, Throughout
0: life, like, and in, 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 in there's levels to it, obviously, right? Like, a D1. But if you're, like... Sure. If you're the best player at Stonehill, you're still it's the different. shit. Right. But you're still the shit, right? Exactly. Like, it, it, there's levels to it. Obviously, you're not at, like, UNC, but, like, you run that fucking school and people you're, don't... They really fish shit. in your pond. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: like... No matter what you do once you leave college, you're not anymore. Unless you're – and from the best athlete, maybe your journey goes far. But for females,
0: it stops. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, I had this dream of, like, I'm going to play in the um, female soccer league. That stopped for a long time. I think it's back now. But I don't even know because it's just not a thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, It's basically the Olympics are like nothing.
1: Exactly. And, like, come
0: on. That's – I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: So it's done. And who are you
0: now? Right. You're not. Now, (laughs) let me ask you a question. Did you go through, like, a fat phase? Because I don't really think so. You've always been pretty fit. I, so... I'm trying so to remember. So funny ask that.
1: I, um... I went through a... F- like, I don't even know if you know this, but... Time out.
0: Triggering real quick. Like, not to, like, body shame, fat no, shame, No, 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 no. All um, bodies a, are beautiful. I think we're going to say that shit nowadays like that. Yeah. I don't really give a fuck. But anyways, did you go through a phase where you got unfit or unhealthy? Yeah, I mean,
1: right? I had, like... I gained a little weight to college, but again, I always had soccer to stabilize me. I, um we can get into this at any point but my um I have a thing called uveitis in my right eye yeah and I have no vision in my right eye okay so I had to go on um steroids for a year in oral steroids and it causes you to get like moon face and it it causes you to get mostly in the face it happens but like if you walk around looking like you have a moon face your whole it's it's challenging right 100% and it there was like a little bit of a dark period where I totally gained a lot of weight um and it, it, weight isn't, there's no body shaming in my mind. Doesn't matter what size yeah. you are if you're happy in whatever you're
0: in. That's what I'm saying. But when
1: you're not happy in what you're in, that's when it's a problem because you could be a size zero and unhappy with a yes. zero. And that could, that's, that's, that's anorexia. You know, that's, you and that's <sighs> something. Or you could be a size 16 unhappier and you're in, and then it's, you, it, there's, there's so many different levels of it, but all that matters is what you're happy in in your skin yeah. and for a period of time I wasn't happy with my happy skin.
0: In the skin. And can we be honest like especially on like the bigger side of people that are happy in their skin they lose weight and they'll tell you they weren't happy then even if they told you they were at the time. Does that make sense? Yep. You know what I mean? So like and you can be happy for whatever but maybe you just don't know what the happiness really is but anybody that decides to go on their own journey or lose any weight or or tone up or change or whatever they want to do they tend to look back on that time and be like, "Oh, I actually wasn't happy, but thought I was
1: well, it's it's for sure. I mean, if if you are that quote unquote overweight, right? Whatever yeah. your doctor's diet says say is overweight for your body. The chances are that you're not walking correctly and that you're storing like extra water weight and all of these things that are secondary. Like medically proven clinical things that happens to your body, high blood pressure, your heart races more. You when you sit up from a chair, you almost get a vertigo. Like everything's work. Like things yeah. that like it doesn't me- they change your chemical makeup of your brain.
0: Yes, and as you would definitely probably say, and I do too. Whatever your body type is, I don't. Some people don't tend to understand the mental aspects of working out, right? Like it is fucking. It, the, the dopamine release from that shit, like whatever you do, and like, and we'll talk about this and Darcy just kicked my ass because I did take her class before this. But like, you come out of that feeling away that like, you know, when I go through those phases where I'm like, slow for a couple of months, and I'm maybe only working out once, twice a week, like, I feel it mentally differently, even if I physically still mm-hmm. am okay. And then when you click back on, you're like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? And like, get through a day. I've always said, even just sitting in here right now, taking your class, that time you put aside to work out, nothing else fucking matters. Nothing else. Just that next set, just that next rep, like that's it. And I don't think people that don't do it understand that until they do. Now, do sometimes I not want to work out? Sure. Fucking of course. But there's not many times that when I'm done, I'm not glad that I did. Yep. You,
1: this is going to be probably like the whitest white girl thing I've ever seen, oh, right?
0: I'm paying for it. But
1: if there are any people yeah, <laughs> listening out I'm there that it. relates to this, so like for those limited amount of viewers that have ever seen the movie Legally Blonde, right? Yes. this is a very silly example. Wait, limited? That movie did like a hundred hundred bucks okay. okay right. So for everybody that's seen Ugh. Legally Blonde, right? There's one scene when she's like pretending she's a lawyer or trying to be a lawyer, right? Where she's like justifying what the woman they say killed the person. And she's like, no, she didn't do it. Like... People who work out are happy. It releases endorphins. Happy people don't kill people. That it's a very silly line, but it is
0: no. I a yeah, that percent is a true. 100 true.
1: Literally, if you I don't care who you are, if you work out, it releases endorphins. Yeah. And endorphins
0: help, help you be a happier happier person. person. Um. All right. So we transitioned. Let's get back to we're out of college. We're okay. now at Reebok. Now, is, you worked at Reebok right out of school. Was that so, your first job? Yeah.
1: So I I got an interview. My um, my my childhood babysitter's boyfriend was the head of recruitment at Reebok. So I left out and got to interview for a lot of different roles. Um, and I started in I was a math major in college, ironically, and started in human resources at hey, Reebok. You majored in math. Math.
0: Major. <laughs> wait, wait, what the fuck were you gonna do with that? So. Wait, what was the plan before okay. Reebok? Were you gonna be a teacher? I was gonna be a veterinarian. Ah, So okay. I went to ah.
1: Stonehill because okay. they have an amazing veterinarian program. Okay. And then um, I, after, it's crazy, but to be a doctor is 10 times easier to be, than to be a veterinarian because there are so many limited vet schools. But ah. every child, females more so, are like, I want to be a vet. Yeah. I you love animals, you want to be a vet. Yeah. So a lot of people then either go into, if you can't get into vet school because there's so many limited amounts, you become a doctor. So a lot of people went to vet Go doctor, or the only other option is to go into science or math. Otherwise, you add a year onto your college. Gotcha. My parents, high school teachers, were yeah. like
0: not no. happening. Yeah. Um,
1: so I was math major and then I started at Reebok in um comp HR in the compensation department. And I remember like they day one of the interview, they were like, Hey, do a V lookup. And I kinda of paused for a second, like, Do you know what a V lookup? I was like, yeah, I and mean, then they asked me to do it. Bullshit. Didn't get yeah. that job in compensation. They called me a week later and offered me a role in benefits. Is that
0: Excel? I still don't know what a be is. It's Excel. I'm, I'm, I'm still a I'm fucking sales that. guy, so yeah. somebody don't does that do for it, me. Right? Yeah.
1: So I started in benefits. Um And retrospect, best move of my life to start in human resources. Because if you think about it, every single every person thing. in the company, they have to put their child on dental. They have to... Every female in the company get, that gets pregnant came through me. Um, anything, right, came through me. So I had the opportunity to meet all different walks of life.
0: Well, HR basically, like, covers the whole entire company and, like, yes. everything that goes on from benefits to fucking complaints, right? Like, everything. So actually, that's actually a fair yeah. good point. And so
1: then after a little while being in benefits, I did end up switching over to compensation. And um, a role came across as entertainment um, specialist. And I saw this role, and basically, in a nutshell, it was the liaison between the Reebok assets um, and Reebok. And it was a new role that they were creating, and I took a really long time to evaluate the role. And in that meantime, I networked the shit out of myself yeah, with everybody in the company. Course. And that is, like, hands down the number one thing I would say to anybody. Find a company you like, doesn't matter, the role, yep. and just meet everybody. Get single your foot at the door. Yeah. So, um I ended up getting that role, and then that kind of catapulted my career. So for it was it was awesome. I mean, I wouldn't do it now. But for two years my twenties, my job was we had Scarlett Johansson signed. I traveled the world with Scarlett Johansson and made sure that anything from a Reebok perspective she needed. Yeah, Fifty
0: Cent, Jay Z,
1: like um, Pharrell for a while. Yeah, so, how old were you
0: this? I remember this this at the time. At, um, and, like you were just fucking. Out this was an interesting point, point.
1: because I was um as as you know, I was engaged to a Waltham guy at the time yes. and um. At the time, it was the love of my life, I thought, right? Yeah. And, then, um, and then this role came, and all of a sudden, it opened my eyes to more than Waltham. And while I had a great job at Reebok, it was like six towns over. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, I had the opportunity of a job. I had to go to Europe on Monday and here and here. And it just really started to create a divide between us um, and opportunities that I was like, oh my gosh, on Monday, I can go to Prague. Let's go. Uh, this person was like, uh, no, I don't want to. And there's nothing wrong, wrong with, with that. that. It was just we were different, and that was kind of like our great divide.
0: Oh shit! You know what? And I fucking totally forgot about this. (laughs) So we don't need to get in depth in that. I would just like to know if you can speak on what it's like calling off an engagement. Yeah. Right, because like that's fucking wild. And Mm -hmm. let me let me preface this by I actually give you a ton of credit for it because it is a lot easier to stay in some shit and just be unhappy. Than to fucking throw chaos into everything. And basically leap. And I say the same thing about people who get divorced. Like it's easier to stay married and unhappy. Than it is to fucking leave. Because change is scary. And people. And people and this also speaks to why you're a bit more of an alpha though. But like sometimes you know you're going to trust yourself. Um, But whatever you're willing to speak on. Just on what that for you felt like at the time. Because I'm sure you felt like. The weight of everything was gonna crush you. Yeah.
1: Um, I think the scariest part about it was not saying I wanted to end it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like anything. Like you are like afraid to break up with somebody, girlfriend, boyfriend, height whatever age, right? You're right. so scared, and then you do it and you're like, <sighs> and the uh hurts a lot of other people. Yeah. But like that's why people don't do it, right? Because yeah. that's the what I'm scary saying. part about yeah. it. So like for me, I remember specifically. I was in TJ Maxx Plaza with my mom. And I kind of, like, I, I had tears in my eyes because I just had this, like, weight on my shoulders. My mom turned to me and she Was, was saying, there a date? There was a date. There was a dress. There was... There weren't invitations, but okay. there was a date. Okay. And there was a, a, a lot of mutual friends. Like yes. A lot Walt of they
0: was, Walt They was big, but not big. Right.
1: And they were, they were good people. That's of the course. thing. Like, it wasn't like this person was an ass. They were amazing. Yeah. We just... We were different, right? At that
0: age too, and how old are you then?
1: Uh twenty seven. Yeah. I think?
0: And so like you dating since twenty-five or give or take, a no, couple of years out of the know But like there's a lot of change that goes on and that's why I don't support marriage before like thirty anyways. Like it's it's like you grow, and especially when you have a job and an opportunity like that, like you say, you get out of this little bubble, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Right. And if somebody else isn't really ready to attack the rest of the world like that, that can create a little bit of a divide. But anyways, TJ Maxx, go ahead. That's no, right. So
1: I'm in TJ Maxx Plaza with my mom, and, and you know, you asked a question about my parents before, and like, we weren't like, you know, we were middle class, but like, if, if in terms of wealth, you dis, you say that, but in terms of like, like people. My mom was up for class in terms of like yes. values of life. Yes. Right, that she taught me, um, and she said to me in that parking lot, "You don't want to get married, do you?" And I remember this like emotional tears, cry, like breakdown. I was like, "Mom, I don't." And she was like, "We're gonna get through it." And it, it's a it's a sticky web to to undo, right? But like as soon as you have that one person that's your person that to go to. You you are golden yeah. because everything else is just noise at that point and yeah. you know there's going to be noise i mean the words i was called the words like i, called I was, was still in call
0: you know what i was just about to say too and i was like so basically to some people you were a piece of shit right like you were a bitch like this and and i remember like i remember the ancillary like outside of it part of it right because like again me and you weren't super close at the time and then like you just hear this and that or whatever, and like, you know, so I never really knew the story, nor did I really judge you for it anyways, but like, looking back on it now, I'm just a very big proponent of people that put themselves first, and sometimes you have to, and sometimes that hurts people, and it's really not your intention, but like, I'm sure whoever this person may be, or whatever that aspect is in your life if they end up fulfilling themselves, they could probably, if they would look back on it honestly, and say thank you. Even if they wouldn't. A
1: thousand percent. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yes. So, like, and, and sometimes you got to know, and, and maybe they don't also, right? Like, I have an ex that probably still wouldn't say thank you to me. Um, But, like, she's better off, in my opinion, without me. Because, like, I was a piece of shit when I was dating her. You know what I mean? Like, but... I'm fucking not that. <laughs> <laughs> but always, in
1: the moment, everybody wants to talk and the easiest thing yes. over drinks or over friends is to talk shit. It's How always. often do you get with your friends and you're like, holy shit, that person's doing amazing. Let's talk for the next 10 minutes about what they're doing good.
0: Yes. Never. Uh,
1: well... Well, not never.
0: I'll now, say, yeah. I say out of pocket, like... I I tend to do that more but I would say on general, average 100%
1: it's, it's 100%. easier to talk negative and then one person feeds off that one person feeds off that Yeah. So, yes. so that's the way it went And but you know what like retrospect now like you said that person is happier I am happier and, and shit happens for a reason but like you just you have to find that one person that is like your, your side
0: and person. how hard or dark did that get for you?
1: so I I I ended up having to, like, separate myself from our hometown for a while. Yeah. And because, like, I would go there and I'd see people and, like, what they wouldn't say was clear. Yes. Right? And that's hard. Even yeah. as strong as you are. Like, oh, fuck to yeah. be in a room and know that, like, everybody has a preconceived notion of you is tough. 100%. And, like, I wasn't running from it, but why put myself right in it? Yeah. You know? And, yeah. and like, not to quote my mom again, but she always had this thing she said. is like, you know what? It's the front page of the story right now. That's it. And then... You know what? Next week time is page up. two. Time. Someday it's gonna be the comic section. Time. It is the comic section yeah. now because I can sit here and tell you the, the funny stories of it. Yeah, but like in that moment, it was my friend Paige, right Also, awesome. shout out burned. to
0: mom because that's actually a great fucking metaphor. Yeah,
1: it's you know, and with with everything in life, hundred yeah, you know? percent. No, it's um, so it, it it took time and it took separation, but like it's it's. Great now.
0: Yeah, I fucking totally forgot about that. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I got like, a shame on me, And like, up, and like right? when I was going through my checklist on like what I would talk to you about, anyways, that didn't even fucking register. So again, it tells you how far my page is faded, right? Like it's not even in my newspaper anymore. Um, so that's interesting. So anybody out there, I would say, on a side note too, if you're in something that you're not particularly happy in, get the fuck out. And, and like it's scary and it's tough, but I'm telling you, looking back on it after the fact. You are going to be glad and happier. A thousand percent. Yeah. All right. So we're at Reebok. We're traveling the country. Yes. We're crushing shit. We're working with Scarlett Johansson. Now, when you say working with, like, you talking to her like face to face? Yeah. Like I'm with her That's in Barcelona.
1: I mean, I remember the day um, we were in this little like beach town in Barcelona, and um, like at the time, like Us Weekly print publication is like
0: everything. It. Yeah. That and yeah. People, right? There's no IG. There's no. There's socials. nothing. Nah. Like
1: that is where you're getting your gossip from. And I knock on the door, and Ryan Reynolds answers the front door. And I was like, hi, um, is Scarlet home? Like, what the hell? I'm in, mean, like, Sitges in, like, Barcelona. And he answers the door. And I, like, go to bed that night joking around. I'm like, shit, I could, like, leave Reebok right now, call, call yeah. Yeah. Hey, 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 those right? um, Yeah, so we're there. We're doing, like, design reviews. With her. and It was fun. Um, I mean, I remember a story with, like, 50 Cent. I was just about to
0: say, tell me something about uh, 50.
1: Tell so me something we are about in, 50. So we're in Vegas, and he's doing a poker tournament there. And, like, everyone from Reebok is, like, downstairs, and I am like I am responsible for 50 Cent, like, getting him down. And, you know, I remember everyone's like, Darcy, where is he? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And, like, cell phones are a thing, but, like, but nah, they're not attached to you at that yes. point. Like, they're a thing that, like, your yes. manager has or whatever. Yes, we're
0: talking, like, early 2000 or 2010? Yeah, 20,
1: 2006.
0: Eight, yeah, nine, yeah. right? So you might have like a BBM messenger exactly, or something. right? Sort of it's a blackberry, yeah. right? And you
1: don't know if the signal goes right. through and like there's no cell towers. So I remember I'm like panicking and I'm like, he's got to get down because like this poker tournament is riding on him. Like Reebok had a collection of shoes called the Royal Flush Collection. Yeah. There was a ace, a, a you know, on that. belt Yeah, I remember that. So I'm getting to the door and then I start to have like this panic attack. I'm like, I mean, I know his name is 50 Cent, but like, am I supposed to like, 50 Cent? Or do you call him Perks? Or like, do I call him 50? Or do I call him like... Mr. De- like, what do I call him, right? Yeah. So I remember being like, um, excuse me. And i like, don't say anything. And like somebody, not him, answers the door. And they're like, can, what do you need? And I was like, um, can 50 come down? And now I'm like, okay. Now I'm in my head. I'm like, I should come 50. Like, is that okay? And then all of a sudden he comes to the door and he's like, hey, what's up? Like, he doesn't know my name, but he knows like, he knows me. Yeah. like I'm supposed to be the person. Right, right, right. And like, I get like an inhale and a puff in the face, right? Like, <laughs> I'll be down in a minute. And he shuts the door. Like, I'm not invited in to wait. Like, I'm yeah, outside the door. And now I'm like, I think I just have to stand here because like, I can't go back down. Without there they're waiting for him. But, like,
0: he didn't, ask he, didn't to come, he
1: didn't tell me to come in. So I'm just, like, waiting out there. And, like, I'm kind of, like, tucking my hair behind my ears awkwardly. Like, what am I supposed to do? And I, like, I have this Blackberry in my hand that they handed me, like, last week, basically. I'm yeah. like, what's a Blackberry? And so I just, like, wait outside. And then all of a sudden, like, the door opens. And there's, like, ten guys that walk out. And I'm, like up to like the elbows of all of them. And I'm like, am I invited to walk down with them? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going to go with them. And then all of a sudden through the lobby, like, and I'm guessing
0: it's and like 10 big black dudes right? and
1: dogs. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm carrying my own and I'm walking through, but like they walk a little faster. So I kind of start to walk a little faster. And I'm like in the middle of them now. And I'm like, okay, am I protected or not wanted? Like, what is this? And everyone's like, Oh, 50, 50. And he stops and talks. And I'm like, do I stop and talk? Like, who am I? Or should I get out of all these pictures?" So we make it down, but like, and they're basically like, okay, "shoo yeah. And I'm like, Oof, okay. Yeah. Ooh, okay. That was so much fun. I did yeah. my job, but like, take that every weekend. Like, we had—I had a fabulous tour. We went in like six cities, and I like put my credit card down. I like go to collect it after like lunch, and there's like eight bottles of cavassier and like an MTV music video happening at the pool. I'm like, I'm gonna get in trouble right now, but like, it was a period of time. It was fun. The
0: fucking experiences, like, it was awesome. I... Did anybody, I mean, maybe not did anybody interesting ever actually hit on you?
1: Um, if, not hit on, but if you, if you Google and I challenge you to do this at some point, Kid Cuddy fight with Reebok. Okay. Um, he got arrested yeah. and he and I got in a fight. He kicked me in the chest. He got tasered. <laughs> um, that was a high in my life, I would say. <laughs> so but he ended up going on like MTV and talking about it and in his answer to the question was like, you know, retrospect, like the girl was hot. I should have yeah. fucking kicked yeah. her. Yeah. But oh, all right. I'll take
0: like, that. it was weird, right? Yeah, no, That's a compliment. So, yeah.
1: so I was,
0: yeah. You know, kick out he thought I was hot, but he also I- assaulted me. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. So it was, it was a crazy couple.
0: You know, from the outside, like I always knew that your job was like pretty fucking cool, but like didn't really know like the depths of it or whatever. Um. So. That's most of it I thought had come from your now husband because I know that he, like, fucking runs shit over there and we've had a bunch of those stories. So where do we meet him? And, and so do you stay – so you call off your divorce. Do we stay my single engagement. for a while? Yeah. Um, they call off your game, Yeah,
1: so. so I call off my engagement. And um, it was – I was living in Southie at the time and traveling a lot, right? Um, I had the opportunity to, like, date some people and, um, but my relationship probably with my husband was, I mean, it was like a a, a quite a saga. It was yes. years. Um We we met at Reebok, obviously. Um, we we crushed, if that's appropriate, yep. right? We yep. crushed for a long time without doing anything. It's that like, but it was a fun crush because it was almost back to seventh grade when like you like someone, but like you don't you do
0: don't anything, saying, right? right? You, don't, yeah. you
1: don't you don't you don't kiss, right? Yeah. And I think that like when we finally did kiss, it was like a good five months between a kiss and anything. Now,
0: were you dating otherwise at the time?
1: Mm, dating, but, but like, I was serious. a, like, serial relationship person, yes. right? So, I can, I mean, it was, it was six months, two years, six months, eight, three years. And so, for me, it was, like, kind of a pause, and I had all of these things going on where I would, like, kind of date someone, and then I'd be like, I'm gone for two weeks. Yeah. Know? So...
0: Not really. And would you say, and I kind of already know the answer anyways, that pause is kind of the best fucking thing you can do. And I feel like not a lot of people do that to like the serial daters to like really find themselves, which like, and that's a perfect age to do it as you're in like your late 20s and like your early 30s and you, and like you were so focused and at work and like you were defining and like building yourself. But then aren't you like low-key watching all your friends get married and like, it's like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah. I I mean, I was living in Southie and like we had two roommates and one was like leaving to get married. And then like one of the other ones wasn't. And I was in this limbo position where I was like dating a guy, but like I wasn't because he wasn't like an obtainable guy. Right. We, it was just like, we were too close at work. And that was like tough because yeah, your friends are getting married, starting to have kids. And, and you're looked at as like, Oh she's focusing on a career Right And I was okay with that But it still like Shoots shoots an arrow
0: It's a societal thing That's kind of bullshit But like you can't help But feel it
1: You can't You go to birthday parties And like You're the one having Like the third glass of wine When everyone else is like I'm going home Let's get to bed Yeah you're like, hey, where's everyone going? I'm staying. Are we partying? You know,
0: and... Well, and again, with you, I'm there. I just had my kid, like, a year right. ago. So, and I was like... The, even with my homies, like, I was the last one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even though most of them were only, like, a couple of years before me. And the, the, some of them waited till late 30s as well. But it's like, yeah, no, I... So, and, like, the marriage thing and that never really hit me in a way like that. But definitely would think about it. And then, like, I was lucky enough that I said, like, my closer friends you know, didn't until later, right. right? But I feel like with you, with your female friends, like everybody was kind of locked up. Yeah. By the time, for sure. definitely before 35. Oh, for sure. Definitely yeah. before 35. Like yeah. these are all married. 35, some of them have a fucking eight-year-old and 10 year olds at that point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is like wild. Right. And so like I was lucky enough to not have to deal with that. So I was just curious how that made you feel. Now, okay. So what was your last position at Reebok? Was it that nope. job that you had? Yeah,
1: so at, um, so... Fast forward without the details. Like, yep. Chad and I are traveling together. We start, um...
0: That was my question, too. When you guys actually start dating and, like, do, do we have to let the company know? Is there, like, a fucking... No,
1: guy? I'm gone now, right? Uh, so, yeah, right. Um. So, we start, we start um, hanging out, I would yeah. call it, right? But, like, I'm one of those people that, like, <laughs> maybe it's a serial relationship person in my Like, I, once I like you, yeah. I'm not too great at the, like... Games. The games, right? So, I was like... I'm moving to California
0: yeah.
1: so I moved to California and Fuck, I moved to California yeah
0: so I, <laughs> I, took
1: a, um, I took a job in California it was a sales job and I had um I was a the after entertainment marketing I moved over to PR yeah. so I kind of like I was a big believer in like don't worry about like growing the going up the ladder quickly like build yourself vertically sure. like you take little steps each time so I was a PR manager and like, no, there was nothing right now. Like, I didn't want to be in my hometown. Like, I didn't... I was in South Boston, but, like, I was kind of over the parting of time. I, I, I liked this guy, but there was really nothing there. You and we what so at
0: this point? Like, 33? There, this
1: was 2010, so...
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, 33. Okay. Uh. And so I moved to California. And I remember showing up to California, and I went out, found an apartment, and I, I show up there with an air mattress on the bag. Like, I take an air mattress with me. I forget it at baggage claim, and I show up to my apartment, like, the first night there. And I'm, like, excited. I'm in California, and I go... There's no furniture in my apartment. <laughs> and I go to go to bed, and like take out my air mattress, and I'm like, shit, I left in the fucking... Baggage claim. So the first night, I like literally have nothing. I like take sweatshirts and I like lay on the floor of this apartment. And I have that moment, like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Like I have this idealic like, view of what California is going to be. I'm like palm trees are all around. I have a drink in my hand with like yeah. all these fun people, and I'm like alone with nobody. Yeah. So I'm there for four Sleeping years. on the floor. <laughs> so I'm there for four years. You were countable um, for four years. Yeah. Damn. Okay. And I start dating this guy out there, and um, and I, I like was ish dating Todd at the time, but like you know, it, it's California Boston, right? Sure. So I start heavily dating this guy. And he is like he's a very good looking guy. He's like an LA model, right? But like no substance.
0: Yeah. I remember it. Definition of a model.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So like he come like he's just everything that like you think you want until you want it, right? Well let me
0: say the stereotype of a model, not definition, right? Because there might be something exactly that have some depth.
1: So um Actually, Todd does, like, a very sweet thing. So, you know the, um, the, the Grove in Waltham? Yep. Forest Grove? So, it was always my spot. And so, the moment I realized, like, I got This my is yeah, yeah. Is a painting shows up on my door, and it just says, like, a little, like, it's boxed up, like, a for a little piece of home. And he'd gone to the spot that I defined my childhood at, and had, actually, the guy who made the first pair of questions, yeah. um, he... Took, sent a photo to this guy and he created this painting. And he was like, I miss you, but I know you're out there. Here's a little piece of home. Wow. And like in that moment, hey. I was like,
0: oh my God. All right. God. Shout out yeah, Todd. back to Boston. Shout out okay. Todd. That's some fucking poop shit. And like, Scott Hewitt,
1: who he created it.
0: That's that's a solid move right, right there, bro. That's a solid move. So, oh. so he came back.
1: So I literally broke up with this guy. Like, broke up with him. I mean, there was no questions. I came home for some meeting that I had. The, the guy in LA shows up with my dog with like a note on his neck. It's like, I miss you mom. And I was like, Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Give me my dog. Goodbye, right. right. Yeah. So then and also
0: a lot easier than calling off an engagement, right? So breaking up with somebody now. is like, like, like you're, you're <laughs> yeah. 6, miles right.
1: away or yeah, 6, 000, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think I'm coming home now to date Todd and Reebok calls me and they say, Hey, we um, have an amazing opportunity. We want you to head up the footlocker business. I was like, unbelievable. This is like, no one at my age gets this opportunity, yeah. 100% and then they la- like, I literally fly home, I find an apartment and they say last minute, oh no, this is New York and I'm kind of plagued with now, like, okay, I think I'm going home. I'm so excited because I'm back together with Todd and I got this job, and now I have this job but they're like dangling the bait but they're telling me it's in New York and for me at that time, there'd been so much inconsistency with Todd and there was so much I wanted to do that I knew I would regret coming home. Yeah. So I went to New York. Yeah. And I found an apartment that was the size, if you guys listening <laughs> could be in this room with us, it's like maybe Eight six by, by three, yeah. right? Like it doesn't fit yeah. a clean bed. Yeah. And that's what I lived in in New York City. And probably for like $3,200 a month, right? how long were you in New York? So... I was in New York for one year because there were a lot of shifts at Reebok, so I stayed there. It was hell. Like you think New York is so fun until you live there and you have to pay twenty seven dollars for a drink. It's fucking crazy. Right? You go out to like meet a friend it's and it's two hundred
0: dollars. Yeah. So it's
1: amazing on the corporate card. It sucks, sucks on, your, on your, mind, your personal card. Right? <laughs> yeah. It sucks. And you also don't realize how isolating it is. Like you think it's it's like what ten square mi- 10 miles, twenty yeah. miles from like Federal to Upper. It is in the middle of winter when you want to walk ten blocks. No. You're like, there's no cars. Yeah. The transportation isn't the subway yeah. isn't there.
0: Uber wasn't a thing and, yeah. the, a and also service. like
1: uh, it became really isolating quickly. Um I I watched the entire Game of Thrones. Like I, I started a game with myself that in the Game of Thrones, if there was sex, a swear someone got killed. I'll drink. drink. <laughs> and I drink like four bottles of wine every episode, right? And like, if people ask me about New York, I was like, "Game of Thrones was great." They're like, "What does Game of Thrones have to do with New York?" I was like, "Welcome to my all, life." That's yeah, all, yeah. Um. So I things have changed at Reebok. I wrote a letter, and this is like a thing I would say to like advocate for yourself. Because yeah. No one on the Nobody HR side wrote. is ever thinking of you. Yeah. So I wrote like actually a card. Like I got a Hallmark card and wrote a card to the new head of HR, to like one of the assistant on the HR team, to like my new boss, like three people, like. Think of nowadays like when is the last time aside from like your mom, your wife or like I don't know Then you get a Hallmark card. Right? You yeah. get emails, right? Huh? Yeah. But like there's something still to like if someone takes the there's time down. There's to to
0: said that someone takes the time to write something down and yeah. it fucking means something 100%. So,
1: I wrote cards to all these people and I just basically said, "Hey, you know, my love for the brand like goes deeper than like your average employee. Like I don't ever want to leave, but I am I am in a town a city right now that is just I feel very isolated in. I I will stay here as long as you need me to, but if there's any opportunity for you guys to bring me home, like, I would really appreciate that. And the new head was like, absolutely, like, there's no need for you to be there. You can go there when you need to. So they brought me home. Then I come back to Boston. um, I get an amazing opportunity to be like the director. And I am probably like at this point 10 years the youngest director, male, female. And I'm the youngest female director. 100%. So I get a great opportunity. I'm the director of Foot Locker, which is the biggest um the biggest sneaker industry. Yep. You know, sneaker um in our um in this in the footwear industry. So I'm on that and I'm am it's it was great. I was presenting to, you know, people 30 years my senior in, in the brands. Um and I learned a lot.
0: The- yeah. So I mean, we're just about to get to your current endeavor and your fucking resume is like ridiculous. <laughs> like like thoroughly impressive. You know what I mean? So like so I so I wanna ask you some other questions too, because yeah. you're also a new mom and you're a stepmom, but like since we're on the work thing, like what so for people that think that like you starting this company, right? You didn't really take a chance, right? Like you, your man's got some good money. You worked really well, probably. You so know, ironically, money. you say that. Yeah.
1: Leaving Reebok, and, and now I'd say I end up making more than him because divorce in Massachusetts is fucking expensive.
0: Yeah, yeah. So oh. that
1: is a funny stigma. Yeah. Is like. But, I finished making. But
0: myself. I bet people looking from the outside, outside the in head. are like, I mean, what does she really take a chance for? She didn't take a chance for shit. She got plenty to fall back on, like this and that. And I think that, and again, this is what I was saying about like also even coming from money. Like, I just don't think that's fair. And, and, and I don't think that people need to equate whatever money you may have behind you or not. Starting a business is taking a chance, period. Yeah. Right? And I'm assuming. Based off your last post or the one last couple, you did it yourself anyways. So it wasn't like your husband yeah. cut you a check no. to, to give you your down payment. So now give me – so when you started this and the place is called Higher Ground Fitness. Everybody check it out. I'm in the one in Milton right now and there's another one in – Mansfield
1: and one coming in Westwood.
0: And one coming in Westwood. So I'll have some links and all that shit in that when I post this. Um But – Give me the when you bought the first one. Were we still working at Reebok?
1: Yes, so I um I had done Legree, is what this workout is called in LA. I wanted to do it in New York. Um, in New York at the time, my coupled between my apartment everything, it, it was silly expensive, so I couldn't. So I got certified in Pilates and I taught in um Gramercy, which is arguably one of the most elite neighborhoods in LA. I mean, in New York. Yeah. And so I, I taught there. Um, and I, I kind of grinded it out. So I worked for Reebok slash Adidas. I worked at the Adidas office and got certified in Pilates. And then when I came home, um, to Massachusetts, I worked for, um, the Negrons yeah. at their, their LeGree studio. So, fast forward. Um, I called one of uh, the friend who owns the studio mid December of 2017. And I said, you know, this is just, I've always had this passion to own a fitness studio. Um, tell me the good, the bad, the ugly. This person in turn says, um, you know, ironically called me right now, like we are closing our doors. We have about 10 days to send back the machines. And these machines are like, they're not like barbells. They're no, they're fucking for crazy. Market value, they go for about twelve thousand. That's what I was about so to say. Like ask. they're they're they're
0: a pretty. Oh, twelve thousand a piece. A piece.
1: Fuck. So, like, to anybody to open a Legree studio, like purchasing from the headquarter manufacturing, it's a.
0: So right off the rip, if you want five of them, it's sixty grand. Like that's just for your that's fucking just, equipment. Yeah. yeah. Hey,
1: shit. And and like to have a studio, you like our other studio has thirteen. That's right? what I'm saying. So it was uh, it was kind of like a jaw dropping moment. Okay. But they were closing their particular studio and offered me a really, really great deal. So I had like ten days for them to decide if they were going to send the machines back to the headquarters because you can lease them, you can get a, a percentage back. And I that night after I talked to her, I said to my husband, now my husband of like three months, right? Yeah. Um, who like it was a fucking roller coaster, and I'm like, now we're on the Ferris wheel, and then all yeah. of a sudden, you like, want to go back to the roller coaster? And he's yeah. like, what, what are you trunk? talking about? Yeah. Like, like Darcy, you, you're working at Reebok. Like you should have this great role. Like you want to have kids, like, stop.
0: Probably making a decent dollar at Reebok. <laughs> yeah, it was,
1: it was almost like 16 years at that point. Yeah. 15 years at that point. And it's kind of like one of those, like, he just kind of like listened but didn't really hear me of conversations. Course. He's like, okay, yeah, she wants to do this now. And that's where it ended. It was like a four-minute conversation. And For the next, like, three nights, I just was, it was, like, sleepless. I was, like, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And I'd worked at Reebok for long enough that I didn't have a massive, like, piggy bank savings, but I had 401k. Of course. So I was, like, I don't care. I'm doing this. And so I called up my, like, T. Rowe Price 401k people at the time. I was, like, how much can I get now? Yeah. And I get guided. I'm, like, wait, no, this is for your retirement. I was, like, no,
0: how much can you give me now? So... Hard withdrawal, so we're paying like the 10% penalty, we're paying the taxes. Yeah, Yeah. whatever I was like. So you're getting like half.
1: I was like, I don't care. I didn't take it all, but I was like, I need to take this to open this.
0: And also, again, so this is what I would say too with people that might want to question, is it a risk or not? But you're also banking on the fact that like... I'm going to fucking make a shit ton of money. I'm going to be good at what I do. So I'm not worried about my 401k right now. Exactly. I will put this back because like my shit's about to be straight and I know I'm fucking good and I have the confidence in myself. So like, let's go.
1: And that's the thing. It's like, I didn't know enough at the time about like the full business plan. Right. Yeah. But I knew that I was smart enough. I had like a concept different enough. And I, I can get into that, that I was like, bet on me. Yeah. And that is like the number one thing I would say is like, It's not selfish to say bet on me, bet on yourself, right? It's it's your life. No one is going to like, at the end of the day, you go to bed thinking about you. Your wife goes to bed thinking about her. Your husband goes to bed thinking about him. Like you love that person or your friends or your mom or your dad. Like in the morning, you're usually your first thought. And at the end of the day, you're usually like your first thought. So like be your advocate. And so I was like, I know I can do this. And like, yes, I want to have kids, but like, and at the time I wasn't even saying, I want to leave Reebok in five years to open 30 studios, or whatever right. it is. I was like, I have a passion. I want to do this. And the biggest reason I wanted to do it was because moving to the suburbs, I tried to find like a boutique fitness studio. I had like thing. all these tantalizing studios that I had worked at or, or had the chance to go to in an LA and New York. And now I was like, I don't want to go to the gold's gym. Yeah. Like that's just not me. No. It's great for some people, sure. but it wasn't me. So I had this vision that. Just because you had kids or wanted to have kids and you moved to the suburb, like, why did all of a sudden you have to settle for the status quo of, like, the treadmill or yeah. the the the, block, the box gym? So I just did it, and I was like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I found, like, through Reebok Networking, I found a moving company that would, like, get the machines out of the studio and put them in storage until I figured out what the hell I wanted to do. And so now January 1st comes, the machines were picked up, I think, on the 31st. And on January 2nd, my husband and I went out to dinner, and he said... So what the hell you want to open a fitness studio? And I kind of went silent for a second. And luckily, I was on like my second drink, so I had enough like hutzpah to be like, "Well, I bought." It.
0: I bought this machine.
1: And he was like, "What?" I was like, "I bought him." And like he didn't really say anything, but at the same time, I think he knew me enough to be like, "I have to believe her right now." Sure, yeah. You bought these things. Yeah. Like, you bought these machines. Like they're in storage. I did. Blah, blah blah. And I like went through my facts. He didn't really say anything. He was just like, "You're it. I think is what he was probably thinking. Like, let's let's see how this plays. Probably. And so I started looking for places. I found a place in now fast forward three months till March. Because it's hard. You have to like, you know, I I need to find a place that the build-out wasn't too much that could fit all these machines that are ten feet long by three feet wide. And I had ten of them. So you know, you need a decent space. So I find a space, I sign the lease in March. We go on vacation to Hawaii, which was a honeymoon, right? we never really went on one, on, yeah. but we took my stepkids yeah. because of, that's what you do when you're a stepmom, right? Like, yeah. And it was hard because I'm like, oh, I wanted to go to Greece. I wanted to go all these places. But at the time, I think my stepkids were 13 and 15 and they're like, we are getting married. There's no, like, mom, my dad, and this new woman who I'm not, you know... So, again, no,
0: I told you, like, this is what interests me as well. So, step-parenting to me is harder than parenting, right? Thousand that, percent. that That's, like, my opinion as a parent. who have never been a step-parent, but I've been close to them, and, like, when those are your kids, those are your fucking kids. Yeah. So, you know what? Fuck you if you don't like what I'm doing. When they're not your kids, there's another person involved, yep. right? And so, like... How much can we really parent? So, it's like, even you're saying in this example, I'm ready to go celebrate this honeymoon. And I'm and you got thrown into step-parents of, like, grown kids.
1: And a lot of people probably don't know this. Like, we have our kids full-time, step-kids. Ah, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, for anybody listening, there is a book that I read that was called um, Marrying Him, His Kids, and His Ex-Wife. 100%. And Doing It With Grace. 100%. Because... I don't care. Like, some people along the way, when I started dating Todd or, or even married Todd, were like, oh my God, I would advise against that. Like, she's always going to be in your life. And, like, you know what? So what? Like, I am going to try to be the best influence that I can. And sometimes it's their friend. Sometimes it's their mother. Sometimes it's their worst enemy. But, like, it's a balancing act. And if you're not up for that,
0: don't do, don't do it anyways.
1: Because, like, in our situation, Things can be cha- things are challenging on the, on the other side, of right? Of course. But like you have the opportunity to like mold two people's lives. It's it for the good. The, you you have the opportunity, good, bad, yes. whatever you want to do. Yeah. But you have a big opportunity to like guide these children, and why wouldn't you want to help? I mean,
0: I give respect to anybody that's step parent because like I always say, I'm not fucking taking care of somebody else's kid. So like to <laughs> my friends that do it, to you, I think it's like a whole nother level of the people that do it well and do it right, Right. it's a whole nother level of maturity, right? Because you have to check your own ego at the door, because it ain't fucking about you. And I remember a friend of mine, and he got divorced, and I thought it might be tough with his wife, and I ended up talking to his ex-wife, because she was actually a really good co-parent, and actually a really good ex-wife. And like I was like, oh shit. And we were talking about it, and she had said to me at one time, I realized at a certain point, it wasn't about me, It was about the kids, so like, let's do what's best for them and check my ego at the door. So like, if you can do that, and hopefully everybody can, it's not as complicated, but that's still tough. And again, all of a sudden, from someone like never having kids, and now you have a couple of what, fucking preteens? Yeah. A couple of 10-year-olds or whatever the fuck they were at the time? Yeah. Like, that's crazy.
1: I would say to anybody who's dating someone who has a kid married, not whatever, if you can answer this question in the way I'm going to give the answer... You're walking down the street, your stepchild is behind you, trips you, you fall. Your husband, who you look at, or boyfriend who you look at, for help, like your your kid just tripped me, goes to your kid, goes to the child and hugs and consoles the child instead of you. You have to be okay with that. Yes. And like if you're not, you either have to check yourself
0: yeah. and realize
1: that that's their that's priority. Their, yeah. And second, that like you have to be okay with being number two. And that's not yeah. an insult no. to you. No. It's just as you as a dad...
0: You become number two anyways, right? So like...
1: Whether wife or you're number two. They
0: already have that and you don't. So you have to... and But that takes a lot, right? Because if you don't have a kid of your own, you don't understand what it's like that like everybody's now number two. Right. Yeah.
1: But at, when you are the step parent and you like... At, at, when I only had my stepchildren... Yeah. It is so hard to understand how is this guy... That on Friday and Saturday is you, and all of a sudden, the rest of the week they're not you. Yeah. That is, it's tough. Tough. It's tough. Yeah. But like, realize that it is still you. It's just like if you can be that person to provide them love, you are going to be the best support system for your husband or girlfriend or wife because they don't have that anymore. All of a sudden, they went from co parenting to not, and they're trying to navigate that. So if you can be their ally and help them, you become gold to that person. Yeah. It's, it's,
0: it's a it's a wild dynamic that I don't think enough people kind of talk about or really realize as far as step parenting goes. And like I said, there is the closest to me and, hey, Jay, how you doing? We'll talk about you for a second. Like, and he's divorced and his fiance now, and he started dating Lenny. Lenny was like 26, 27. And then like by the time they're serious, she's like 28. And she has like a couple four-year-olds yeah. that aren't hers. And, like, I watched her, like, try to maneuver through this and, like... I, I, I don't know I just have a ton of respect for it and like when you end up jumping into when the kids are older And the kids have fucking two cents and something to say so now it's like a whole other thing Like you're also maneuvering these kids feelings right. They're not like three-year-olds or four-year-olds like these are like full not full-blown adults They're but like humans Full-blown humans that have a way so now I need to also make sure that you like me But also like if you don't you're going to fucking respect me and like try to like manage that
1: And now layer in when you two have kids? Yeah.
0: So, all uh, right. So, uh, wait. So, you, you buy the, you buy the yeah. fucking machines. So, you, I buy the machines. You machine, get the spot.
1: I get the spot. I go out to dinner with my... Well, I get the... I buy this. I uh, get the spot. And then, um, I'm kind of moving on that. We go to uh, Hawaii. And, like, day two of Hawaii, I... Um, My ladies out there will understand. I get, like, a a UTI from a white bathing suit. Probably too much information. But I have to go to, like, urgent care, right?
0: Just to to
1: get a little prescription for that. And they do your, like, you have to pee in the cup. And then they do the dipstick to see what it is. And I'm like, wow, you're pregnant. And now.
0: (laughs) I didn't realize, like, the timeline, obviously, to me, isn't as. On point, so like I knew you had the kids fairly recently or fairly close to opening the place, but I didn't realize you had just like got the lease and hadn't even really opened the place yet.
1: April, I found out I'm pregnant, and like not to digress, but like there was a lot leading up to the pregnancy. Like I um and like we talked about this before.
0: And did you do IVF?
1: So no, I. I, I, so, I, with my eye thing, I had to freeze my eggs yeah. because I had to go on chemotherapy medicine for my eye. Never used the eggs. Um, I had a very, very challenging um, time getting pregnant because we're going to, like, we, we can go into, if you ever have me back, but I ended up um, at dana Fiber with cancer yeah. um, and for, like, female things, she right? She pointed
0: over to John, and I don't know what she's trying to tell yeah. about. what type of cancer are we talking so about? So, I
1: ended up having um, cervical cancer. Like, yeah. most girls get yeah. like a pap smear. It's a, a bad pap smear, yeah. right? Mine went to like the end degree. So I ended up with Dana Barber. But I um so they said we have to do a hysterectomy. So I ended up like again, another another episode maybe some point, but they didn't think I was ever gonna be able to have children. Um, so fast forward, So I you freeze your
0: action. eggs then though.
1: Yeah, so I never luckily had to use those.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so I got pregnant, had a miscarriage, and they said this that we have to do a hysterectomy. Um and then because of the miscarriage, they said somehow, like the doc said, usually I never get to give this good news, but during this pregnancy that you lost, and I lost pretty late, I lost at sort of twelve weeks, um, they were like, there is no signs of cancer anymore, which was amazing. Doesn't happen, um, and again, a lot more to that that yeah. we'll get. We we could talk about for hours, but. So, I ended up getting pregnant naturally. I took the test. Well, they found out in Hawaii. I wasn't even taking the test because I wasn't supposed to be able to get pregnant.
0: Right. So, we're obviously married. So, we're not using rubbers. And you're not on birth control because, like, right. ooh, for what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right.
1: So, wow. big journey. Um, Big emotional journey, right? Yeah. But so... Again,
0: then, yet another fucking thing that I had no <laughs> idea about. Most you people
1: know, don't. So,
0: so, I'm not going is... to lie to you, right? Like... A couple of people, when I told them that I was interviewing you, didn't find you quote-unquote interesting, and I don't really fucking care, right? And I said, I do. And I also said, this is my fucking podcast. I'm talking to people that I find interesting. And I gave off a checklist of like six things. I was like, I can pull fucking five to seven minutes about all of these things out of Darcy that I find impressive, that I find interesting. Now, you may not like this fucking interview, that's fine by me. You're not going to like all my interviews and whatever. We had this conversation but there's been three to four things that like I didn't even have on my checklist that like I could talk to you for fucking two hours. (laughs) Right? So like even that in itself is wild.
1: You know what I would say too though? Like when I listen to podcasts too like half of them I don't like, right? But I can guarantee you that every podcast you listen to, you will pull one nugget of info that betters your life. 100%. And so, like again, people could hate me. Probably have people hate like listeners hate me. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't know I'm still the C from all
0: fans. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. And Like most, like I said, there's been reviews. Most people don't like me, but they're fucking listening. But what I would say, too, is like, and, and this is why, would, another reason that you are interesting to me is because you checked a lot of different boxes, right? So if we're talking a business owner, cool. If we're talking about... Yeah, if we're talking about somebody that, like, I grew up with and I knew and I think, like, that's interesting. Someone that also had, like, a hell of a fucking interesting job otherwise, right? Someone who was a stepmom. So, so like, to me, you check a lot of boxes that, like, I, in my head, can think of 40 people that I know that can pull something out of any of those. And that was before you started talking cervical cancer and fucking unknown fucking pregnancies and crazy other shit anyways, right? So, like, that in itself. But... We digress. We digress. So, <laughs> so, so, so
1: now we. So now you're pregnant. We now we're now we're pregnant. We're in
0: Hawaii. We're pregnant. We're pregnant. We lease the place. We,
1: we lease the place. We
0: have fucking uh, I don't know one hundred and twenty thousand dollars worth of equipment.
1: We have a lot stores. of <laughs> equipment, right? And woo, that uh, was some champagne. That's we just popped and mall. fell everywhere. <laughs> Shit, right?
0: <laughs> um, okay. So as she cleans that up, so then we find out we're pregnant.
1: We find out we're pregnant,
0: and um. Now, as a regular guy, Todd's first response is jubilation. He,
1: no, he is he knew marrying me that pregnancy babies were or baby, right? Yes. We had talked baby. Yeah. So he had two children, and
0: because also if y'all don't know, she ends up having twins, right? So it's not even t- Yeah. okay so, so
1: so we we had we had decided like a baby, right. Um, but like I, I mean I'll be honest and like Todd Todd is gonna probably listen to this and when I had when I had the miscarriage the first time, um I got like frustrated, right? Because he still to this day will be like absolutely not, but in in the moment when you find out, when you're sitting there as a female and you find out you have a miscarriage, there is nothing, right, that is like it's you. It's not your husband who's next to you holding your hand. It's not your mother who you're going to go tell. It's not like your friends were going to tell you. Like, it is you. And you feel like you did something there. And, like, of course. if you're a female that hasn't had one, like, I'm so thankful you haven't. But if you are listening and you have had one, there is nothing, there is absolutely nothing that makes you feel...
0: Less, less of, of a woman, a,
1: less of a woman, less of a human. What did I do wrong? Was it, was, was it that night nice that I so didn't know yet? I was it, was it the, the, the hamburger, right? That might've had some, like
0: you did go work through out too hard, every single do, thing, yeah. right?
1: And so like when your husband or your significant other grabs your hand and is like, it's going to be okay. You're like, you almost just like, you want to repel them. Right. Yeah. And so like, I remember that moment, like I looked at my husband's eyes and like, I probably made it up. But in that moment, I thought I saw almost, like, relief. Because, like, he had two children, right? Yeah, and right. he swears to this day that he, it wasn't. But right. It doesn't matter, right? Because it was my... What matters how you
0: take it, right? right? So, like, you you still... Your feelings are still yours, and you're it's allowed so to own feelings. those anyways. So,
1: I remember I was... He was like, oh, my God, what can I do? What can I do? And I was just like, get, I wanted to go home to, like, my mom. Because, like, my mom's always been my person. Even though, like, my husband is my person, yeah. I wanted to go to her.
0: You and so, your mom have a beautiful relationship, by the way, like, so that... Thank you. Yeah. So...
1: It was, it was her I needed in that moment and she just she has a way of saying the right, right. things and, and and that's another thing that that's okay if like your husband is your person but like you have another person sure. right like that's amazing sure if you have that so now fast forward to like the pregnancy I find out I'm pregnant and he actually is very happy now because like like at this point I probably would have left him if he
0: wasn't that's, really happy. that's what I'm saying <laughs> right? yeah.
1: so he's happy so we're in Hawaii and like everyone else is like in the hot tub and I have my stepkids with me, right? And I'm like, womp, womp, I'm not going in the hot tub. And My stepdaughter is like, I mean, like me without a glass of wine is, is like, I, you know, yeah, I don't even know what analogy wrong. to give it. Yeah. Like, it's like winter in New England without snow. Right. So my stepdaughter is like kind good. of like catching on. Probably not. how old much, is she at this point? She is three 14 at this point At that time At the time My stepson is 16 But like it's still We make it fun Like I still go surfing With her and everything And like Probably things I shouldn't Have done right But like And and now I have this Kind of like Oh shoot Like scary first time What am I supposed to do and, like, I'm Googling, like, what happens if you go in a jacuzzi? And then the first thing that comes is, like, you baby, baby yeah. Right? Like, you don't. You just raise their temperature. Right. So, but even still. But still.
0: Fucking Google. So, yeah. we make
1: it through that. I go to the doctors, and they, um, the first pregnancy, they're like, it's too early. Like, we think you're too early. We don't know how far along you are, but come next week. So, my husband couldn't come. He had a big work meeting. And so, I go. And now, all this other stuff is, like, playing into effect. And so, he's, like, calling right away. So my mom comes with me, of course, right? And I go to the doctor and they do the ultrasound and they're like, we hear a heartbeat. And like, that isn't enough for me because like the first time they heard a heartbeat and then four weeks later it was a miscarriage. So I'm like, okay, a heartbeat. And she's, I'm like, is it healthy? Is it okay? And she's looking, she goes, oh, wow. That's and I, my heart like sinks. I'm like, oh, wow. What the fuck? Oh, you oh, think wow. something's wrong. Like, I think oh, something's wrong. And she's like, oh, wow. And I'm like, what is a wow? What is a wow? And she's like moving around. I'm like, what do you see? What do you see? And she was like. There's a second one, and like it's not clicking to me. Like there's a second
0: one, what do you, right? So this is a quick funny story again. Shout out Pence. So Jay has twins too, and when they said <laughs> when they said that at the ultrasound, Jay said, "My baby has two hearts."
1: That's what I'm thinking.
0: I'm like two heads, two There's no heads in that one, right? And I'm like, there's that's, two. So you don't think twin initially? That was that's what that story no. made me think of. Yeah.
1: And so no, I, I actually you know my mom was not with me at this one. Um, I'm by myself actually. It was the second one. So, I'm like, there's two? And the doctor's like, there's two? I'm like, two what? And she's like, there's two heartbeats. And I'm like... And for me, I was like, fuck yes! Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. yes! Like, does everything I ever wanted, yeah. right? And because we'd already talked about one baby, but like, what female, I'm sorry, so is actually okay with
0: one? At our age, like, when when my wife got pregnant... We would have preferred two-in-one shot. Because chances are, we're old as fuck. We're probably not going to have a second. But, like, so I get the yay, right? Like, it, it's a lot, and it's it's a ton at the time, and it, it's a, a fucking ton of work. But being older, because at the time, you must have been 37. Yeah, 36.
1: Six? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so,
0: you know, I, no, I get that. Because, like, we had the right. same thought. Like, if we could bang out two right now. Cool. Then we don't even have to worry about the thought about having a second one when you're right. fucking forty. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And we'd actually though talked about like my eggs right after the miscarriage, and yeah. we had like his. My version was like, okay, they're there if we need them. His version was like, but the chances of twins with eggs are
0: high, higher. So, so like, let's go that right. Let's
1: not. No, let's not.
0: Oh. Like, <laughs> let's
1: not. He was like, he was, print, one. He one more he baby, was on the one. One more baby, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, let's not. Yeah. And I'm like, but with everything that went on, like I don't even know if I can get pregnant. So anyway. So he calls me at right after the, the, um, and you know me like this interview, I mean, probably what yeah. an hour and a half, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, and he's like, how'd it go? I'm like, good. He's like, how'd it go? Like well, Darcy, what happened? Because I thought also to, to back up for a second, when they did my levels in Hawaii after they found I was pregnant, they're like, your levels are really low, low HG levels yep. usually are not positive. So, yep. so I went into this saying, don't come with me. I just, don't think there's a viable pregnancy. Yes. Like I just had that. I had the negative of energy course. going in. And so he's like, is everything okay? I'm like, everything's okay. He's like, So the baby's okay? I'm like, no, the baby, the, the and I was like, bleh, bleh, bleh. I'm like, the babies are okay. And is he didn't it? even catch on. Yeah. And he's like, Darcy why are you being so weird? And he's in the finance meeting. I can hear them in the background being like, Todd. Uh. And I'm like, um and he's like, what is the matter? I'm like, we'll just talk at home. He's like, Darcy, what the fuck is the matter? Like you never go." Yeah, what that's not gonna fly. Yeah. And I was like, there's two. And it was this two what? Two what? So I'm, like, said, <laughs> yes. I'm like there's two babies. He didn't say anything. George nothing. Silence. He says I have to go back into the my envy, right?
0: <laughs> and weird. I am like <laughs> Oh my
1: god. And now I'm at my mom's house. I just told her about twins and we're like how <laughs> <I> can you <laughs> up and down? We twins. And so I get home that night. The doctor did say to me, you know, I just want to warn you, usually early on in tri- pre- twin pregnancies like there's there's a lot of factors. There's yeah. invisible twin syndrome which like one, One twin who, like, eats the other fucking literally, twin. Right? Yeah. Is, without giving, it's 100%, yeah. So I find myself going home with his like quietness, almost like saying things out of my mouth of like, well, they don't, they don't know if it's gonna be two, and he hasn't said anything. So Nothing. like, you know, if we asked him now, and you ever sure. him, he'd be like, I never said
0: anything. Yeah. That. He didn't. Yeah. He just
1: didn't say anything.
0: But again, like we have our own thoughts and how we interpret things, so right. it's like you, yeah, that's you still exactly. what it is.
1: So every time I tried to talk, it was probably, like, a good week and a half where, like, we danced around the topic, but we never really said anything, right? And so then I was like, are you happy? And that's, like, a loaded question for a stepdad, right? I mean, not a stepdad, for a dad who already has two
0: children. It's a fucking loaded question anyways. (laughs) Right.
1: And and so it – I would say this. Like, it wasn't – like, for him, it wasn't heaven on earth, like, we have two children. For me, it was. Like, that was, like, what I'd always wanted. And so, it took a while for us to, like, dance to the same, like, beat for Yeah.
0: Week.
1: And so, like, we get there, right? And now, but we still hadn't told my stepkids that we are yeah. pregnant. And so, now we, like, fast forward to, I'm, like, six months pregnant. Five five or six months pregnant. Oh, that's how long you to tell them. Yeah. Oh, But, shit. so, like, now I've signed the lease, right? I'm, like, fuck, I have a fitness studio yeah. I'm pregnant with twins. So, we, like, keep moving forward with that on, like, the side. So, side, I'm opening the studio, full-time job. Then we like. And you're so still working travel. at Reebok. Still working at Reebok all the time. Traveling. No one at Reebok knows because my husband works at Reebok. I'm like, what What do I say? Like, as soon as I tell Reebok, again, like,
0: like, you're a fucking beast. You're a savage. Like,
1: so we go to Martha's Vineyard and I'm six months pregnant at this point. And, like, honestly, like, let's leave this in because it's important. Because if anybody's listening is important from, like, a stepdad's point of view. But, like this was like probably the hardest day for a long time in my husband and I's life. So we're, we're at the Cape and we're in, we take the boat to Martha's Vineyard and we decide we're going to tell my stepkids there. And like, again, you have this ideal view of what the kids are going to think, right? Like they, they like me, they boredom. I love me, but like, I'm still not their mom. Right. Yeah. And now their dad has been like, kind of like,
0: Pulled away. Pulled the away, hours. right? Like he yes. makes
1: up moments. That's like you have a great weekend with the kids and then you have like four days of like life. Yeah. So it's hard. And now, so we're sitting there. We excited. we're going to tell him. And so we're all sitting on the beach and he says, um, hey guys, I don't know if you've figured this out by now or whatnot, but like Darcy's pregnant. And they both are kind of like, yeah, we know, right? And then he's like, but what you might not know is that she's pregnant with twins. Now, my stepdaughter gets up like the roadrunner and starts so excited, spinning in circles. Like, she's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, my stepson is like excited, but he's like, what are you guys having? <laughs> and my husband says, well, we're not really sure. Uh, because at that point, like, they tell you what they think. But if you do a, a genetics test, they, with twins, if it's two boys, they can say, we know there's a boy because a Y chromosome shows up. But they can't gotcha. definitively say until Both. they can actually see yeah. everything. Now, by six months they should, but they they said that one of my sons had this thing potentially called like IVP, which or invisible invisible penis syndrome. <laughs> he has a penis, yeah. name, right? That was like and that was something again for another episode. But yeah. supposedly he had I, I invisible penis syndrome,
0: oh, which is that's hysterical. So so I didn't even that was a thing, right?
1: Yeah. Um. So. We think it's two, but we don't 100% know at time. So my husband says, like, well, we think it's two. And my stepson goes quiet. And then he says, um, well, maybe you'll get the son you always wanted, 50-50 shot now. And, like, are you kidding me as a father? Like, George, you have a son. He, yeah. actually, he said that no. to you like at 16 years yeah. old.
0: When yeah. When you're having a
1: baby with another one yeah. who's not their mother.
0: Yeah, that's a fucking... That's... Like,
1: when I say one of the saddest trips back, which should be a happy moment, right? We're on the boat back. On the ferry back to Cape Cod, no one is talking now. My stepdaughter is like excited, but she can't be excited because her brother is like devastating. fucking and devastated. And like, yeah. and shouldn't be, but is because like he <sighs> he said he's like I'm gonna see my childhood in in a, from a parent situation that I always wanted.
0: Wow. Well, okay. So first of all, respect to that kid for saying fucking how he felt. Um, But like. Yeah, that must – the evaluation, the self-evaluation that Todd has to do after that to understand if it's his kid feeling away or what have I done to make him feel this way is something that I can't even comprehend. Right. Yeah.
1: And when I say Todd is the best dad, like, yeah. like I'm not even just bullshitting yes. by saying that. Like he is a fucking superhero when it comes to like – like this past weekend, like he, I was away for, like, the week on a hell vacation with my kids. Like, he had Reeboks getting sold. He had, like, meetings at, like, 8 a.m., 7 p.m., 2 a.m. with Hong Kong. And then my stepson is like, Dad, can you pick? come pick me and my friends up at Tufts to take us back to the house? Like, he's like... Boom. Well, and when I'm like, Todd, yeah. come on. He's like, absolutely not, Darcy. Like, basically, like, shut the fuck up, Darcy. Yeah. Like, this is my this son. Was, he needs a break from college. Go I'm going to do that. Like, yeah. any day, middle of the night, like, that's him. Now
0: has he said anything since then about that actual comment, the son?
1: They've, they've worked. I mean, you know, I think from a, a father and a son bond, you know, like it, it especially Shine grows, Like it's, it's, it's my little
0: homie. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's, right.
1: Yeah. And they were best friends, but like, imagine all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, no, it I, changes. Right. Yeah, yeah. And like fast forward 20 years. All of a sudden, there's two of what for the last seventeen years was was
0: just you. Just you. Yeah.
1: Of course. Yeah. No. No. I don't. Yeah. I don't
0: question his. So, like,
1: yeah. So they. I mean, they. They. They have come to Jesus, quote unquote. Yeah. And but. But What about them
0: with your kids, like his little brothers?
1: Yes. Uh So they are. Peyton is my stepson is unbelievable with them, but. Basically, the year they started talking, he went to college. Gotcha. So, I hope my goal is that, like, we work as a massive family unit to make sure everyone is a family unit. But, like, it's going to be different. But that age difference
0: difference is huge, too, right? So, like, these are more, like, his fucking kids. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be a certain point where he's, what, 15 years older than them? Yeah. Yeah, so it's, like, that. that's a different dynamic sometimes than, like, little brother. But hopefully you figure out whatever that is.
1: And that's the thing. It's, like... There like everyone goes into something. Like boy meets girl, boy and girl have kid, kid and da, da, da. Like step children, step family is a different nature. But like there is no script.
0: No. And that's like the best no. that's
1: actually a wonderful part about it.
0: Sure. You're Let's writing your own story. Yeah. Do.
1: And like that is kind of like the 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 nutshell of my life probably so far is like there is no this is how it's supposed to go. No, and you
0: fucking have done a lot in many different ways. Um, but it's also like super fucking beautiful, honestly, to tell you the truth. Like, you've zigged, you've zagged, and you've definitely not done a straight line in any fucking aspect. But like, you've ended up in this fucking really solid place and a really good place. And like, you've always still seemed to have taken the better out of all of it anyways right like almost a glass half full i don't know if you are more a negative person but it doesn't appear to be right i've never seen you as that anyways but even in just talking to you um but yes yeah, so we've fucking gone way over like other shit but um let's lock back into the place right so we opened the first studio so
1: open the first studio
0: first studio successful i'm pregnant
1: The first studio is successful with an asterisk. Like, I I had no idea how to be a business owner. Of course. I had a business plan. I had, like, an idyllic view. I had this mission statement that basically was our kind of hashtag, which i was still figuring out at the time what the fuck is a hashtag, Sure. It was escape to higher ground. Um, Okay. Like, metaphorically, symbolically, a little bit.
0: Yeah. I probably Uh, never even noticed that hashtag, but that's pretty good.
1: And kind of along the lines of the sense of, like, Physically, the
0: machine. So is out right. out here, low key. Get me fucking drunk. We've
1: right? <laughs> already crushed a bottle of wine. Yeah. Um, half a bottle through a, a fucking right <laughs> I know, um, But
0: okay, so your mission statement.
1: So mission statement is escape to higher ground, um, and I probably have it written somewhere. But the essence of it is um, challenge your status quo mm-hmm. and escape to higher ground. And the whole idea of the place is like stop settling for what like you always thought you should be and are, and push yourself and. And and you you took the class like you said it's it's different.
0: So what, what I would say is like I and I had asked her when we started cuz you see the machine and like they're kind of intimidating anyways. Luckily, I am slightly fit myself. So like I am not thoroughly intimidated by it, but like I don't know what to expect. And to me it looks like a Pilates machine, but like not a Pilates machine, and I don't even really know what a Pilates machine is except when I see like the Kardashians posted. So it's like I've never taken one of those classes. So when I walk in, I'm like, "Huh?" this fucking little contraption looks wild. And she gives me like a couple quick pointers, right? Knowing I've never fucking done it before. And she's like, but I'm sticking my manager who teaches right next to you too. So just pay attention to her as well. And what I will say for me, and again, so somebody who um is doing a lot more um, high intensity stuff, a lot of strength stuff, um cardio, but again, so I own the mirror and like I, that's what I've been doing for like the last six months. First of all, the class kicked my ass. My legs are weak as fuck. So, like, a lot of the leg work was a lot. Um, and I was saying to her, too, when it comes to classes, I think guys don't fucking really understand how fucking tough they are and what they can take out of them, right? Like, I think they think of just like broads kind of like jumping around in a room and like that's really it. And again, I've had experience in different like yoga sculpt classes and um, different like orange theory classes and shit like that. Where I'll walk out of it and I'll be like, bro, I don't care how much you bench press. Come take this fucking class and tell me this doesn't kick your ass and I'm going to call you a fucking liar. Because I guarantee you won't. Like, I had to pause a handful of times during this because my legs were fucking on fire and shaking. Um, So, not knowing. And what is it actually called? Legree. 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 So, um, it's... I thoroughly enjoyed the class. I know my wife will, so I will either send her back or I will come back with her. Because that, the legs and the booty shit is like what she's all about. And it gives you a ton of that. With also some upper body stuff too. But yeah, no, shoe was not easy. But, so the first one was reasonably successful. It was
1: reasonably successful. I I didn't know how to, I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know how to market from a small boutique. So I had to learn all that. And then I, the biggest thing I did was, um surround myself with not necessarily people who'd ever taught fitness but people like like Kelly for example who was next to you on the machine she had never taught a fitness class but she was fitness mindset yes and so I would rather train someone who is a fit minded strong individual than someone who's certified and bar and spin and yogurt
0: and And personality and now low-key like we're gonna shout out kelly real quick because in talking to her for a few minutes and she was telling me how she did spin for a while and with him being spin for a year they wanted to give her a job even though she didn't know shit but her personality Mm -hmm. and i talked to her for five minutes and it radiates and i was like that's why they wanted you to teach spin there's a certain fucking quality that you can tell on a person that like you can just see it so you may not know how to do this said fitness thing but like everything else about you we can figure that out exactly yeah right. so you surround yourself with people like that right
1: so we we tried to not tried to we we did we tried we marketed the commu- the the workout less of a gym of a actual like 45 minute class mm. more of a community of a, yeah. of an escape of a place where other strong women like the wallpaper in the other studio has like roaring tiger wallpaper mm-hmm. like you walk in and you're like Wait, this used to be a VFW? Like, picture the VFW in Waltham all of a sudden changed to a funky boutique. There's chandeliers in the bathrooms. There's. It's just... You walk in and you have that a little bit like, wow. And
0: guys, I will say the decor in here is fucking awesome and the lighting is great and, like, the whole setup is definitely that kind of boutique feeling. And also, what I... I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> um,
1: but so so that's – so we try to do a little left of center with everything. Yeah. Out,
0: right? Yeah. Oh, and shit. That's what it was. Sorry. Uh, what you said about community is everything, right? Because if you look at those successful ones, those CrossFits, those F45s, that's what the fuck it is. Yeah. People want – look, people inherently want to be part of something. They don't yeah. fucking know what. And mostly – us smarter people can direct them to that but they don't know what they want to be a part of but community is fucking everything and like most people who enjoy yoga something like this something like bar like the class also is so part of that so building that aspect of it first it almost doesn't matter what the workout is in there not to shit on this workout because i like it but you know what i'm saying like that whole other part of it can carry that too and obviously it's result driven too and
1: why do you buy a North Face jacket? You're never going to climb Everest. Ever. But yes. you understand that if you are ever going to go out in that environment, okay, why marketing, do you drink Red Bull?
0: Marketing you, marketing. you
1: don't want the sugary drink that you know it probably is, but you think Red Bull is going to make you have a better time. Bro,
0: I used to drink Belvedere vodka that was, like, not that good, and then I actually drank what the fuck with Jay-Z's vodka called Armadale, maybe? It was okay. trash, but, like, Jay-Z told me that shit was hot. So, yeah. yes, it's you all have marketing. no
1: idea what... Apple is going to launch next, but you're you're going to buy it because they've convinced you that they are on the cusp of
0: evolution. Yeah, so marketing is literally 80% of it. It's the same thing in the
1: sense that, like, the brand that we want to create, it's like, you don't necessarily know what higher ground is. You don't know the degree, right? It could be a boot camp class. It could be this. But, like, if you can believe in the message that Mm -hmm. it's going to take you to a next level, spiritually, mentally, physically, like a community, enlightenment. That like, why wouldn't
0: you Then so Why it, wouldn't you Right? Like that?
1: And it's not a marketing message. Like we really no, you have believe the, like, it. tangible yeah. evidence to like take you there. Yes. But it's if you can, if you can tell, if you can convince someone that they're going to a next level. Yeah. It doesn't matter
0: what it is. And real talk, if you want to get shredded, you're a good fucking poster child for that because Darcy is in amazing shape. And every time I'm sitting here talking to you, lifting up your arm and your fucking bicep here, your shoulder pops, it's fucking driving me insane. Like, it annoys me. But yes, so that also helps sell it, right? <laughs> like, this is how the fuck I get exactly. down. Come with me.
1: But it's funny because a lot of times people won't give you credibility until you have the backstory of like, I have kids, I have twins, I have this, right? And that's that's tough, And but it's real. And so, like what you said, there's like proof in the pudding of like if I was 24 years old, no kids, no journey, and was like, come do my class, and I'm flexing my bicep, can't see me, but like it's tough because yes. like at 24, our bodies are just different, different. right? That's odd. So like there is something to also selling like the story behind getting there because. Of
0: Yes. And if I've had two kids and like I've put in this time and if you want to give in some of this time, like you can be fit too is whatever. Well, yeah, that sells itself all day. Right. Like yeah. you're not just some young broad who has no kids and your body's tight. Yeah. Cause bitch, you didn't have kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, that's like a totally, yes, that is a selling right. point. But, but so I, so yes. So back
1: to Mansfield. So Mansfield is. Is that what when you're we ask? say
0: successful, so before you open the second one, okay. are we breaking even? Are we making yes. money? So,
1: okay. So to talk to numbers for a second. So I always said to myself, if I can make, um, like 7,000 in, in just sales, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a, like a healthy second income because I was, I was paying my instructors, like not even like a, not even half of that. Like I had rent and I was like, if I can bring in three grand a month extra, like, that's a pretty good little side hustle,
0: right? So, 100%. 100%. Right.
1: 100%. So, Mansfield is, like, moving in the right direction, moving in the right direction. Then, like, one night I was, like, looking at my sales numbers. And I said to my husband, like, wow, like, we made, like, 16000 this month. Like, that's pretty that's good. Fine, that's fucking pretty yeah. good. And he kind of looked at me side-eye, like, what?
0: You did what? Yeah. And so,
1: all of a sudden, like, this little side hustle, like, was becoming a thing. But I was, like, Time for How long is that? This was a year in.
0: Oh yeah, okay. A year in. Yeah.
1: And I paid cash for like everything. everything. Like I took my four hundred and one k. My husband, for the record, didn't give me one dime on this. Right. Exactly. Like not one dime. Perfect. I like so. I mean, and if he had, who gives a shit? Right. But. 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 but, but he didn't, and that was important to me. Again, for so
0: motherfuckers that think you're not taking a chance, right? You're still it funding mine. it on your own. It was a chance.
1: So I mean, it was like it was my dice. So then the pandemic hits, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> and like if you're a restaurant or a fitness studio or, or a hair salon or a lot of industries, like my and if you live in fucking California, yep.
0: like where Service so stuff, fast, luxury stuff, um, extracurricular stuff if you will. Right. That took the biggest fucking exactly. hit.
1: Exactly. Like my heart goes out to you. So yeah. like I mean, I um
0: and you're how deep in when so the now pandemic hits? Like ye-
1: so it's, this was 2020, um, like a year and a half into the studio.
0: And this place so is, and the second one's not open This yet. isn't open
1: yet, okay. no. So like, I mean, you know, I, the pregnancy happens, like I teach classes up until the pregnancy, the studio starts to go well, but I'm training everyone fully pregnant, like eight months pregnant, everyone. Um, and, you know, in the delivery room, I'm like taking texts from clients because I have nobody except me and the clients.
0: Y'all okay. can't see me, but I'm shaking my head because that's fucking insane. But it was like a And again, having a wife like like that's pregnant. Even just working a tough, quote unquote regular job is one thing pregnant. To be overseeing a company, big, small, whatever, pregnant is fucking insane. And it's a fitness thing. So like I'm still out here. And again, shout out to my wife, babe. I love you. Like my wife worked out until 38 weeks, but like that is crazy. Like to be teaching that and taking all that on in yourself, but anyways, okay. I mean,
1: so, it was it was it, it was what well, there was no option, right? What it was, there was no option. So like now, the pandemic hits. I remember watching the news and like the numbers are coming, and we it was that tough decision. Like, do you wait until they make you close, or do you do like? Because at the time, it was like do the right thing, do the right close thing. right, yeah. like flatten the curve. Yeah. And I'm like flatten the curve, flatten my bank account, right? Yeah. Like it was it was tough because absolutely you want to do the right thing, but then there's this.
0: Life. What the you <laughs> fucking life? Yeah. So I
1: remember, like, sitting on the couch and I'm like crying to my husband, and he was not having any of it. He was like the tough love approach he took with me. Stop, Darcy. Like, you're gonna be closed for two weeks. You have to do this. But his like narrative was like, you're gonna be closed for two weeks. Ugh. So I like suck it up. We like send a letter out to all the clients, and we'll put every membership on freeze. And then you fast forward like a really long time. It was March until we could open in June again. Yeah. So. Thank God we were a fitness discipline where our machines are ten feet long, three feet apart, and our Mansfield studio is bigger, so we could. She part PGB
0: I would imagine.
1: We did, yeah. but I didn't do it right away because, to be honest, it was it was an awkward thing because I still had my full time job, right? So I was still bringing in what was my normal mm, salary. Man, that's true. So I kind of felt, felt like
0: bad. it felt like. Icky. If but me, that's the right word. But, but let me say this though. Think about all these real rich motherfuckers that like don't pay taxes and capital gains and pay I, the system. I agree. So it's like, but it's funny that like you have that thought where like I probably shouldn't. I, but like that's what everybody does. I, I did.
1: Um so I ended up applying for it and I got it. I still don't know if I'm like fully like approved for it all I and mean, yeah. like the payback. But we did. And then like so now, similar to what happened when I opened this studio. When we reopened, things picked up really quick because people were wanting Fucking to come dying back. Fucking tired to do anything. But also wanted to come back because we have dividers in, like we talked about, they're yeah. kind of placebo, but sure. it's a placebo that makes, bit, people, feel makes people feel better. Yeah. So you were on your own machine on like a lot of gyms where you're sharing equipment, on like yes. yoga studios where you were either six people or nobody, nobody. right? Because yeah. you're used to 40 people packing them in. top of yeah. So it, it picked up quick and we rebounded pretty much back to where we were. And it was a little bit of a light bulb moment of like, Dishes. this was time. I mean, if you think of almost like the Napoleon version of it, if like, businesses rise yep. during situations of like course. this. Like if you look at history, right? Yeah. Great Depression, all these things. Yes. And not that I would ever market that version of the story, sure. but, so my husband and I were in Cape Cod and um, I had been talking to this woman who was closing two studios down in the south, not because she was closing them, but she was going into the boutique um, apparel business so she was willing to sell me similar deal to her licensed studio deals with her machines for a fraction of what I would have to buy so I'm texting and I'm going back and forth with her and my husband's like can you get off your fucking phone like we never go out like Get off the fucking phone. Put it down.
0: Also, coming from a guy who probably never stops working and is never not yes. on his phone. But even yes. to him, he was like, yo, get off. enough. Yeah, so enough.
1: I am literally like, hold on, I have to go pee real quick. So I went in the bathroom and I'm like texting, texting. This woman, I come out. She texts again. I'm like, hold on, do you want me to get a drink? The, the bartender's really slow here. you want me to get a drink? And I'm texting her, texting her, texting her. Finally, I'm like, Dale's done. I put it down. He says, what are you doing on your phone? And I was like, I just bought two more studios. <laughs> and he, if I could like... Literally tell you the look on his face. Like in my head, I have the soundtrack of like, oops, I did it again, right? Like it's all like ideal and happy. And he is just like, Jesse, what are you doing? We're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, what are you doing? I can't tell you the amount of times we went to Panera and I like tried to justify my math of what I wanted to do on a spreadsheet. And you do a math degree, but uh, yeah. yeah. So, but again, you're betting on yourself. I bet. Right. So, and fast forward to like what ended up happening was I was like, Todd, I'm, I'm this is what I think we can make. I ended up coming up with like a full business plan, like a 52 page deck. Mm-hmm. I had an idea that I wanted to get a business loan, which during an SBA loan during the, middle of the pandemic, when they're getting out PPP loans, isn't happening, right? Easy. So, I was like, I believe I can get it. He was like, if you really think you can do this, do it. Like, I think he believed enough in me yeah. that. He was like, I'm gonna kill you, but like, which again, do it, right?
0: Something to be said about like a solid marriage, and no yeah. matter what, he my is my wife,
1: biggest. I learn from him every day, and he's my biggest champion. No
0: matter say. what my wife may think she can or can't do, I'm going to also tell her she can't. Right now, I might be a little skeptical during it, and yeah. hopefully after, and babe, prove me wrong, you have before, but yes, again, if you're marrying the right person, they're
1: gonna champion you.
0: That's gonna be your best.
1: He had enough like belief in me, and he kind of let me run. We had a defining point. I said, "I'm going to grind this out," because this now was July. I said, "I'm going to grind it out."
0: <laughs> and you, again, you started. How old are your kids at this point? The kids are a year and a half. Like fucking kids. Um.
1: Yeah, the, <laughs> the this twins. Who I probably mentioned the size yeah. of pregnancy. The twins were yeah. like. I said in a, a post that they are literally feral cats right yeah. now. Like they're wild.
0: Yeah, we're literally just keeping them alive. <laughs> they, they are yes. like so. Like that's, <laughs> that's 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 all we're like um, every every morning they wake up is a fucking win, yeah. and like that's what we're doing. Okay.
1: So in July, um, I decided I'm gonna like just do it. So we, I decided to open Milton. I signed a lease for Milton. I signed a lease for Westwood, which is not open yet, um, but. Granted out for a few months trying to figure out the place we're sitting in right now. Um, and we opened and in... Um, yeah, when you open song? In... What month are you now? Um, right now we're in... <laughs> it's, it's, open, it's April. five April, weeks. April, it's April, been open yeah. five weeks now. Oh, that's it? Five weeks. Oh, yeah. shit. So, like, what oh, I can shit. say is week two, classes sold out. Yeah. And we became more profitable here. So, what I... So... Just to give the math, what I started saying, hopefully I can do
0: three grand a month, seven grand
1: of sales, right? This month we closed at 42,000 sales
0: for both places.
1: For both places, so it, if if this the trajectory of this year happens, it will blow my rebound salary. That's out of
0: the way, and we haven't even opened our thirds. That's what I'm saying.
1: Um, so
0: and also, good for you for picking the right towns, you're picking towns with money.
1: And it's not even that if you but, for, you have to pick your tangibles parking. If I didn't have parking, come uh, back here. Yeah. So there's right down there is. Where the, Westwood
0: are you about to be. My aunt lives in Westwood. Islington. Oh okay. So.
1: Um,
0: so if I'm coming in off parking 109.
1: Uh, we're like going right?
0: past the high school. 109. So if I oh, come yeah. off 109 off the highway, what whatever. <laughs> With the address will yeah. But so you? like you. Have When's to, that one opening?
1: Um. As soon as we next couple months, uh, um, so my goal is to not stop, like my goal, but but I don't think my goal is to ever be in like Southie or not necessarily Southie, but like south end or north end. It's to pick the key is to pick areas that you can have parking, you can be you, there's limited competition, but also you're there.
0: not in the city, but like you're in the fucking city right there,
1: yeah. But like the two, ten, a hundred feet over is. Or is Dorchester? Yeah. yeah. And there's zero parking. Nothing. So moving it right here here gives you that that parking. Yeah. So there's some things I've learned, some things I've messed up on. And
0: and
1: like, and and partner with people. I mean, I partnered with a company to help me create my business plan. And like, it was a jaw dropping amount of money that I had to do. But But like, you can't get an SBA loan without that. I have a 75 tab Excel document, 75 tabs. That's crazy. That this company helped me produce, and like, I'm a math major, and I'm even battle Yeah, That's what yeah, yeah.
0: So like, there's so much that goes into it, and I know it probably took us fucking forever to get there. But like, there's so much into owning a business and running it properly that, like, for someone like me who's never done it, always worked for somebody, that like you don't even fully understand. Like, I wouldn't even know where to begin. But I didn't either. Of course. So, yeah, right? yeah. Well, yeah. Now you're two and a half years in, three years in. But
1: that's the thing. It's like, uh, the, if 10 years ago, I couldn't have done it because there was no such thing as Google. Right, right. Now, how do I start an LLC?
0: Yeah. How
1: do I do this? Like, we all have it at our fingertips and we all have, like, the power to be exactly uh, what we fucking want to be. What we don't have is the courage.
0: Yes. Or also the passion, right? So, depending on what it is, and that's what you need to eventually fucking figure out. Yeah. Um. So, that's, and again, This is why I, like, we have now been talking for an hour and 45 minutes. I don't know how much of this I will use, but I don't also know what I have to fucking cut. So, shout out to my little cousin, Gracie, because, like, I'm going to let her edit it. Now, this is a 20-year-old girl who does not know you, who does not know anything about us. And I'm going to have her edit it to tell me, like, what would you take out? Because I wouldn't fucking take out anything, right? And you know what? Motherfuckers, if you have to listen to this in two or three, like different times you take a half an hour at the time. I think there is so much fun and information in all of it that like if you don't listen to the whole thing, I feel like you're genuinely treat like cheating yourself. But that's just me personally and again, you may not agree with me, but fuck you, whatever. Let's <laughs> see the next one. Um all right, so this is the one here. Places making money. We're going to open the next one. How many employees do you have right now?
1: Um so we have there is about 20. 13, 14, with another like five or six training right now.
0: Are we offering like health insurance and this like whole aspect of that?
1: No, or? so within the within the like fitness industry, most I will ask her with most
0: yeah.
1: of our team that works for us has other jobs. Other jobs do so, no. okay. But my whole thing is I don't ever cause this is how I started here too, like aside from like my manager Kelly we met, she does health yeah. insurance. She it's her it's her full time job. She's yeah. fucking amazing. Um and I have a lot of other people who, as we grow, I would love to build from within because that's always my thing. Like, one, if you're if you're female, you fucking have the upper leg, right? Yep. Always. I mean, if if a male wanted to come work here, awesome. Like, sure. we need male instructors, but like. I, I, mean, will be I good grew up enough that. in an industry that was male-dominated that I had to play in boys club that, like, I want to create a girl yes. club. Yes. Like, I'm creating the ultimate girl And again,
0: also, why I'm talking to you right now, because like I said with me and Darcy, we were talking before, and I champion females so much. So, like, I thoroughly support that. And it's almost like, I mean, not quote-unquote, like, affirmative action for black people with black business, but I think women own businesses in the same respect where, like, These motherfuckers have run shit for so goddamn long. So it's like, I don't think there's a white guy that needs you to give them an opportunity. I mean, sure, I'm sure there is. But, like, in general, like, I like that. You know what I mean? Just like in black business, they hire black or in Hispanic business or Asian. Like, I I think that the way that this country was built, like, you need that. So if you're going to carve out a little niche and I'm going to hire fucking 25 badass bitches to do this job. Yeah, that's what we're going to do.
1: And, and you said something earlier, too, like, way back when we first started talking. You're like, when we were young, like, girls didn't dress in crop tops in this now, right? But, like, there's also something to that, like, 30 to 45-year-old female that, like, unless they're, like, ripped, they're still probably not comfortable rocking that low, uh, right? So someone asked me one time, like, what is your – what's your biggest unlock with, like, what this has happened? And I was like, the sports bra. And i like, what boy. do you mean? And basically, in a nutshell – a lot of women come in in a hand's t-shirt, right? Yeah. Or a husband's t-shirt. Or, like, a, just an oversized of their version of a t-shirt. Or yeah. maybe it's a tank top, but it's still probably oversized, yeah. right? And the moment that they, not for the person to the left or the right, but still they know they're looking, right? Yeah. The moment that they look themselves in the mirror and feel comfortable when they're, like, just hot, the They're probably not taking it off at the first moment of class. Yeah. But halfway through class, the moment that they feel comfortable, because it's not about the heat. It's about the self-image the 100%. The moment they feel comfortable taking off their shirt and looking at themselves in the mirror in a sports bra...
0: Then that's what I did. That's, fuck.
1: Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah to me. Fuck yeah to you. Fuck yeah. yeah to the instructor. Like, that is unbelievable. Because it doesn't matter what's between the bra and, and the, the sports no. line. I mean, no. this, this, uh, it's, line. it's the fact that they the all of a sudden level, feel comfortable steering themselves in the mirror.
0: And they know that they're fucking going in. So, like,
1: honestly... It's it's that. It's that moment that I can say, like, yes, yeah. you are part. And it's that doesn't mean they're part of the community or they weren't part of it. But, like, you have found yourself.
0: Yeah. All right. And I'm going to wrap this up. But now I yep. do need, like, a couple minutes on your marketing and your branding as yes. far as, like, IG goes. Okay. So. How often. No, I'm going to ask the question. Yep. Okay. How often do you write something that you're about to post? And I don't know if it necessarily makes you cringe, but it makes you. Think like, should I post this? Is this annoying? Is this too much? Like, where is that line and level for you? Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because like, I'm sure people look at your page, and even prior to like the last couple times when I thought about interviewing you, interviewing you, I'm looking at it and I'm like, bitch, it's always so fucking much, is extra as fuck. But then at the same time, I also know what you're doing as far as branding and working and like that's what you have to do yeah i give my little cousin meg shout out like shit all the time on her ig story and i'm like yo you are extra as fuck but i get it she's also big fitness she has a little fitness page and this shit like that so how do you maneuver that and what was it like to pull that filter out because at the beginning it was probably not easy so i i actually have
1: a very specific point of view on this so You pick when you want to start a brand, whether you are your brand or your business is your brand, and you market to an aperture. Mm -hmm. You figure out, like, who is your quote-unquote consumer or person listening to you? Like, with your your podcast, right? Like, it doesn't matter if it's me listening to it, if, like, your mom throws you a bone and listens to it. It's who is your ultimate listener, and you speak to them, and then... After you speak to them for a really long time, you can start to widen the aperture, right? Sure. And all of a sudden, and like, I learned this through Reebok, right? So like, we had a, um, we, we signed CrossFit. And CrossFit is a very, very, very sharp niche. point of yeah. the pyramid, right? Yeah. And it is like bloody knuckles and it is this. So like the first year of marketing, that's who we
0: talked to. Is it to. niche or is it niche? Niche. Niche. niche tomato,
1: tomato oh, I don't okay. know, right? No, no. <laughs> so like the first year of the campaign, I was quote-unquote, the CrossFitter. So it spoke to me, but I remember, like, talking to somebody else, and they were like, wow, Reebok's commercial was, like, tough. It was, like, a picture of, like, someone doing, like, kipping pull-ups and, like, bloody knuckles. Then the next iteration of the commercial, however many months later it was, was, like, that person doing the kipping pull-ups, and then it flashed to a scene where they were a firefighter saving a child from burning building, right? Gotcha. And it started to make sense, right? Because, like, you are that, so you can be that. So, like, maybe my marketing or the studio's marketing is, like, at first, for the studio, it was like fit people in sports bras doing Legree, right? And I got a lot of heat of like, why aren't you speaking to everyone? And it doesn't matter about the fit girl in a sports bra, but I just talked to you about yeah. the sports bra. Yeah. And it's the moment that a girl is comfortable a enough, bra. yeah. So to me, it doesn't matter your shape, size, whatever, you're in a sports bra. And like, I would argue, like, we showed some other people in sports bras, but like, that's not what anybody's sure. gonna see that's a no, hater, right? They're gonna not. see the fit no. girl. So. To me, and like I am a little unapologetic in my version of life. Like I'm not a big person of like a quote of fun in the sun with a picture of me and my kids. Like no, that's I'm not that gonna quote that. Like you can get likes all you want, yeah. but if you're building a business and you're smart about a business, you will know that Instagram has changed the algorithm of likes. Yeah. Likes don't mean shit right no, now. Shares, um, comments different
0: things. What's the little flag thing that you um, uh... Share.
1: That's shares the little okay. flag yeah, or um, or saved. save. Save, save, right? Thing, so like they change the algorithm to that. So yeah. like if you are using Instagram as a business mechanism you're going to follow those things and you're going to change your tone or your thing. So like I storytell. I don't quote unquote caption in two sentences. If you don't like my vibe don't follow Fucking me. I don't give a fuck, yeah. right?
0: And I couldn't agree more. Right? Yeah, but
1: like, do what you do. Talk to who you want to talk to. Then, then widen it a little. When you get to eighty thousand followers, fine. I'm not there. You're not there. Sure. We're not there. No, there right? no, 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 but like,
0: no, you got a good like forty five hundred though, and that's like to me is still fucking respectable. Like that's enough people paying attention. But um, it's
1: moms, and it's and that's who I talk to. I well, talk to and moms, that's what i are saying. Right? I talk right? to women who want to create that version of what they could be if they decided to like...
0: Take to a chance. Move, if could take right? a move. Yeah. And you know what? And honestly, like for me, and like I said, even prior to this, and I would probably never look at one of your fucking IG posts the same, but even prior to this, like the ones that I was like, ah, oh, fucking darts again. oh fucking darts again. I would actually still stop and read some of them, and then I would still be like, oh yeah, I get what she's doing, though. So, and again, I might not be the person that you're talking to. I'm not the point of your aperture. But... I might fall down, like, one of these sides as that aperture comes down, right? So it's like, I... But I also give people credit because I will say, like, you are unapologetically you, right? And, like, we... And again, I'm going to have to fucking talk forever. But, like, even this shit about the trip you just took, I feel like, as a parent who's not a step-parent, I did read the whole thing. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, not every fucking trip is great. But you know what? The fucking kids had a good time. Shit kind of went left. It got crazy. Here you go. Everybody else understand you're not the only one that's taken a trip and not been like, that was the best trip of my life. And me and my wife are the same. And I don't know if you listen to the one we talked about parenting. But, like, we got... I had a couple of friends, and actually what I thoroughly enjoyed, she still doesn't know how to pour a glass of fucking champagne. The thing just (laughs) overfilled everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And her pants just dried from when she opened the (laughs) bottle initially. But anyways. It's like it's wine. Yeah. But anyways, so like, what I actually liked when we uh, first had kids was people without kids that came to see us after he was born would be like, yo, this is the best first trip I've ever made to, like, new parents. Because, like, we went on some bullshit. I was like, yo, we came home for 48 hours. I was like, why did we do this? This is a fucking horrible idea. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. Like, I, and if you've listened before, so I won't go deep, but, like, you know, I honestly spoke on that minute where I'm like, I love this kid more than anything, but, like, do I? And is that enough? And like, so the one thing I do appreciate in yours is like showing that aspect of my heart isn't always bursting with love every fucking single day I'm with my kid. Like, that's just real. Like, my mom started taking my kid in November, like every Tuesday. And Tuesdays are like my favorite fucking day. And I love my son. But like, when he goes to my mom's house, like, yeah, I love that too. So I do appreciate like the rawness and the realness of that. And I would say to people that don't, that, that don't either understand or appreciate what you're doing, like, they're not really getting it. And also, like, what the fuck is your problem? I always, I don't always put the mirror up to other people, too. Like, when they're sitting here looking at other people, like, this person's X, this person's Y. I'm like, if you're feeling that way, look at yourself. Because, like, maybe you're not that fucking happy. Or maybe she's speaking to something that you agree with that you ain't the balls to ever say. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, I, like, I so I just wanted to kind of get a grasp of how you approach the ig and the marketing i said, think is good
1: not to get you off George, yeah. you said something when like you have your intro sometimes of the podcast where you're like i don't know what this is going towards but like maybe it's just for me right like why hate on something like when i sit down and i like maybe it takes me a while maybe some people are faster sometimes at posting something but like i usually like open a word document and like put something together and i'm like. Let me just like vibe for a second. Like, it's the 100%. old school version of like a journal, right? Yes. And maybe like the podcast is your journal, right? 100%. Maybe like an IG post is mine, but like if you, if someone were to tell you I journal, yeah. would you ever hate on them? No. Right? Yeah. So, like, I know, I know we are in the society we're in now, but like a little piece of it is like if you really want to hate on somebody for like journaling or for like getting their thoughts out, especially during the fucking shitstorm of a year that we are in, like, kind of shame on you and maybe self-reflect for and a second. And again,
0: hold up that mirror and look at your fucking self. Exactly. And I will say, like, I don't give a fuck if one, 200, 2,000 people listen to this. I have enjoyed the... So, even when I was driving down here today, I was like, all right, I might get, like, a little bit out of her out of this. I'm looking forward to the workout. I think I have, like, an idea of, like, how it's going to go. I think I'm going to enjoy it. But you know what? I've already asked her and this is kind of what I wanted to do. So I'm going to do it. Been fucking thoroughly more than I could have asked for. Right? Like I, I, and again, and, and, you know, I'm not out here making money on my podcast. Like motherfuckers don't even listen like that. So it is genuinely something that I do. And, you know, I get mad. Sometimes I take longer than I want to. Put out another one, but then every time after I do one, almost like every time you probably take a class or you work out, I'm like, oh yeah, I fucking enjoy that. So, like, even if this just sat with me forever, like, and this is a conversation I would have liked to have with you sitting at a dinner, just having a drink, anyways. Right. So like that is just something that I would enjoy and I would have came out of that dinner and I would have thought, fuck, I should have recorded that. (laughs) Right. Like I had lunch with this dude from work and he has a great story. And I told him my only problem when we left was that I didn't record that. You know what I mean? So it's Mm -hmm. like, that's what I do. And whoever consumes it consumes it. But you know what? It makes me fucking happy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And like it also gives you an opportunity to for anybody that may think. Darcy would have been fine. Darcy's extra as fuck. What does Darcy have to fucking say? Darcy's never went through anything. If you listen to this, I just hope it makes them stop and realize, stop looking at motherfuckers like that, right? Like, everybody is so much deeper than you even know. And we don't have the opportunity to stop and have these conversations with everybody. So I hope this would make that type of person think, oh, I fucking judged that totally wrong. It doesn't mean they'll ever take a class. Maybe they will. You know what I mean? And like, so that's kind of what, you know, and I've been trying to figure out with this what I'm going to fucking do with it. But like, I decided I'm going to talk about things and people that interest me. Yeah. And if you're fucking on board, cool. Right. And if not, go fuck yourself. Come back around. I really don't care. You know what I mean? And like, I feel like you have done that in life in general.
1: And I would say that like, honestly, my mantra is like, if you listen to this or if like you listen to it, like a snippet of this or whatever it is it's like I hope that I can say like you can do anything in life and if you can fucking do anything in life why not choose to be kind
0: yeah yeah no 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 100% and again it took me a long time to get there and when I thought me too yeah yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) George we were like yeah
0: yeah Yeah. so like and and, and as far as having kids and, and we can end with this but like the one thing I'm gonna teach my son is just like bro just don't be a dick right? Like, let's just start there, and then, like, we can fucking kind of go from there. Because life is long, things change, people change, and hopefully you evolve. And, side note to people that don't, right? So, like, the people that don't evolve, and um, I forget who it was that said it. It was either a comedian or an actor or whatever. And they're like, oh, people are like, oh, you changed. And it's like, yeah, motherfucker, well, I've changed. And if you're not changing, what are you doing? Right.
1: Right? Yeah, and there is, if there is, n- has never been a time in any of our lives, let alone fucking the last hundred years of history, to come out of hibernation and change. Yeah. We've never had an opportunity. Like, most of your fucking friends haven't seen you. Most of the people that thought they knew you or whatever, like, we, most people, aside from probably you and I with this podcast, have gone in hibernation with, like, social media and stuff. Or, like, I my kid playing this. So, like, if there is ever a time to, like, have a metamorphosis.
0: Yeah. come
1: out and be the version of yourself now that you want to be
0: and also back to your ig like if somebody may think that it is extra and too much i would rather that than these people that just fucking do everything that people do right like these holiday posts and these like easter posts and like they're just so fucking plain and so like nothing so like i would rather i would rather you be extra Right? And like grab my attention, then I'm swiping through seven fucking things that are seven people showing me the same thing with like zero effort. And I'm like, why do you even fucking bother? Like I don't post a lot of shit. That's just not my thing. I might throw something in my story. My wife's like dah, dah, dah. and she's actually not big on it either. But like I'm like, yeah, I just that's my content. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the people that are that basic are usually the people that have something to say. So it's like you out here ain't doing shit anyways. But anyways, let's fucking wrap that up. And mm-hmm. hey, Gracie, you're probably gonna have to do something to this. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think I have two hours of like one of the best conversations I've had in a long time. But maybe you can figure out otherwise, and maybe like an hour and a half. I don't fucking know. Um, but I can't thank you enough.
1: Thank you. Uh, this is fun.
0: I am more impressed now than when we sat down, and I've always been kind of impressed by you in general. Um, so much respect to everything you've done. I love the fucking class, guys. I will put, I will tag Dars. I will tag the company. I will give you links. I'm sure shit's in her bio, but I will put it all in this when I post it. Um, give her a look. And if you're in the area, fucking the area. It's not really that bad from Waltam. It's only twenty five minutes. People, don't be lazy. Um, come down, check it out. It's a great class. Um, anything you want to say before I cut you off?
1: No, I mean this was this was amazing. We j- that George. We had. We've had a fucking journey, right? But, like, I don't want to live a simple life. You don't want to live a simple Uh, life. So, like, find the people in your life that, like, push you to the limit. And, George, you've always been one of those people for me. So thank you. I hope, you know.
0: Yeah, I didn't know you were looking for my approval fucking 15 years ago. So, like, that's wild. (laughs) And, again, everything that you've done in life also means a lot to me. So thank you very much. Guys. Listen, rate, review. I think I'll put an outro. I don't even have time for an intro. This shit was <laughs> long as fuck. But you know what? I find her interesting. And if you don't, go fuck yourself. Wow. Just wow. I mean, come on. That, you didn't find that interesting? Here's the thing. I went into that interview with like four or five things that like I knew I could talk to Darcy about. You know, even if it was five minutes apiece that I thought were interesting. And I knew I could do a half an hour and show who she was and kind of what she's up to and a couple of points. There was shit that I had, like, forgot about. That as we were talking, I was like, damn. And all of a sudden, I found her interesting in, like, seven, eight, nine, ten different things, you know. Um, the engagement that fell apart. The miscarriage. The cancer. The job. The husband. The stepkids. The the business. I Just look it. If you had a thought about Darcy, like I had, and it wasn't even a bad one, but I had a preconceived notion going into it of like, oh, okay, this will be interesting. I had some people get in my ear, like I said throughout it, that thought it might not be interesting. Boy, were they fucking wrong. And if you still feel that way, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, But as I got into it, it just flowed. And I can't thank Darcy enough. Um, she was so good, she was well spoken it was the most I've ever been quiet during an interview and I know I don't do a ton of them and I'm also bad at that but you know she would talk and I was engaged and could just listen and didn't even have to direct her a lot of the times, so Darce fucking awesome Um, I'm super proud of this interview comment rate, review, tag me check out her fitness class, Higher Ground Fitness right Um, I will tag her in it I took the class. It's tough. Guys, you may think you're tough. You're not. Do that shit. Um, But do that. Give her a shout. DM her with any questions. DM me with any questions. Business starting. Anything. If anything she said touches you in a way, please let her know. Let me know. It's part of the reason I enjoy doing this. And also, just getting to know people on a deeper level. I can't thank you guys enough for listening. The people that love it. Awesome people that hate it, great. I'm sure you still fucking listened. And I will be back soon with the next one is gonna be interesting. We're gonna we're gonna talk to Mama Bakes. And uh you guys are gonna get to know her. So her birthday and Mother's Day both fall in May. So I thought it was the perfect time to interview her and let you guys really know where I come from. So stay tuned for that. Like I said, rate review subscribe at apple do all that good shit i mean i'm not in this to make money but it's fun so let me know what you think hit me up holla back and i will talk to you soon